0: And not square. You like the conference tournaments more than the NCAA tournaments here in Vegas, but hey, that's kind of stale. So I'm not sure. Edition, AJ, what do you like better?
1: I like the NCAA tournament, though I did attend a conference tournament game last night.
0: How did you get comped?
1: Uh, it was free entry. <laughs> that- it was an opening round game for a for the WAC tournament. My wife went to school at one of the schools that was playing, so. We decided to go watch. Uh, there was about 25 people in the crowd. I was selected out of the crowd to do a game at halftime for entertainment.
0: To do a game? Yeah. What does that mean, do a to game? To basically
1: be like the halftime entertainment, like compete against someone else.
0: But what was a the ga- game?
1: There were two pennies in the bottom of a pair of pantyhose, and the first person who could get both pennies out of the pantyhose won a prize.
0: And the poor girl just had to sit and endure it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's <okay. laughs> I mean, because you see AJ just groping like she's a sausage
2: sandwich. <laughs> I, tell you, I saw AJ and his UFC YouTube
0: fight. Oh, I, I didn't know that. So, this was what fight is on YouTube?
1: Uh, I think it's my very first fight. Full forward guillotine. I will never look at AJ the same. I am in fear. <laughs>
0: that, now, that was a long time ago. It
1: was, long, it was 10 years ago, like the, a week ago. That's oh, why okay. it popped so up you in were memories. Like yeah.
2: Wow, oh man! hmm He was like 180. I don't know. Maybe
1: 195. I, I weighed my my weigh-in weight was 185, but on fight day I was 209 probably. I
0: had a friend who was a big baseball player back in high school. school
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Glory days. All right, let's. Go. You know what's funny? We're starting off on his fight. We spent 10 minutes talking about Andrew Luck quitting on his team during the. Uh, straight out of Vegas. I'm not sure why it was applicable. I guess it was the Colts have been in disarray at yeah. quarterback
2: since. You should have seen his opponent quitting, tapping out. Hey, Tried listen. to punch him one and a half times, and that was it.
0: One thing I'll say about A.J., he's got steely determination.
1: I don't know what that means. It means good. Okay, it's I like,
0: like it. All right. It's like steel. Okay, now we are going to blaze through some stuff, and then I am going to take my leave cuz we got uh well because let's be candid you two know college basketball a lot more than i do so i won't even get in the way and and obviously <laughs> aj is the specialist Fezzo, listen you've stepped up i mean this is what you do you're you're like a hit and run guy oh it's it's november nah but now the you know there's, there's going to be a bunch of in game you're getting ready for i you know you were on the pod on sunday and or uh, Monday released a lot of good reviews on the basketball specialist pod for Fez yeah right?
1: and Fez to his credit and he sends me some text he gets great information Vito gives it to yes. You. yes
2: yeah yeah it, 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 listen well and I have to say this story I'm sorry to interrupt no go go so AJ gives me like this great information on Nooga Tennessee Chattanooga and I agree with it completely. So I fire on Chattanooga at 5 a.m AJ. Gives it out at 7 a.m. You know what's going to happen here. If you bet it at 5 a.m., you won. If you bet it at 7 a.m., it moved.
0: Well, I thought you'd F. like Chattanooga to win the tournament.
1: I did have Chattanooga to win the tournament.
0: But we're talking but he about the game. Doubled the game
2: down and laid two, and Chattanooga won by one.
0: So really, what you're saying here, Faz, if we can cut through the obscured elements here, is AJ was lazy. No. No, think about it. What you just <laughs> oh. said was you woke up at 5 o'clock and won, and A.J. woke up at 7 and lost.
2: But I'm the dirtiest player in the game. I, I took his play. Exactly. But that he told was, me the night but, before. But here's the
0: thing. It wasn't enough that you got a winner from him. It was you had to rub it in that, it, that he, he lost by choice is what you're really saying. He chose to lose.
1: These are expensive lessons that I'm learning. He's just
2: not allowed to sleep. There's no sleep.
1: There's no sleep.
2: There was no the line wasn't up the night before. The line came Wait, up but, at 4 30 in the
0: morning. But it, it, you were able to bat it somehow. I was up. And you're almost, I mean, you're in your 50s. He's like 10 plus years younger than you. He and, was fighting he was fighting MMA like a decade ago. Can't and get twice up. Twice as strong. You think he'd still be on midway? Do you see what he does though? He is the dirtiest player in the game.
2: It's is Bush League Psycho stuff. <laughs> Laughable, man.
0: I got t shirts <laughs> coming to prove you, it. You know what's funny, though? When I set it up that way, he couldn't even. He went. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. what it was, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't even see that, did you, AJ? No. I tell you, I'm here to make sure everyone knows how the game playing everyone else is doing. Showtime! Woo! We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk a little MBA. We've got a system that, you you really have brought it to the forefront amongst our crowd. And there's a real interesting element of how the market's moving. Another time you're getting up early. Yes, sir. And then you guys are going to do, I got to take credit for this. I asked AJ, the specialist in college, it doesn't matter when he wakes up. He's still the specialist. If he's asleep, how much does he know? I don't know. Nothing, I guess. And un- who knows more college basketball? me awake or you asleep? Are you awake? Mhm That's a lesson. That is <laughs> And it, it, the sad thing is on East Coast time, everyone was up and waiting.
1: They were yeah.
0: when's he going to update 10 o'clock? Yep, Why not the night before? It wasn't available. with a target line.
1: I've gotten uh, reprimanded for that.
0: By whom? Well, t- they're wrong. Okay, we'll figure out how to do that mm. because, especially with the tournament, I mean, typically you don't want to do it over. If you can't even wait for the overnights. But this is where they're playing on successive days, and thus they wait, and then it's unknown when someone's going to come up. But usually, when those games end, they got the next round up within an hour, usually, don't they? In the main tournament, in these
2: in not the in the, the SoCon tournaments, it's not until the uh, the morning of, typically four thirty
0: a.m. So what you're saying is him trying to take advantage, AJ, of rogue markets, of, of like almost like betting the WNBA, you're saying that's another reason he had to get up early. <laughs> yes. So you either, bet a ma- you either bet a major conference or you wake the F up is what you're saying.
1: That's right. Or don't go to sleep, by the way. Yeah. These that's- are at least like main board games. They're not extra games.
0: Who pl- was playing in that game?
1: Chattanooga and
0: Furman. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know. I
1: still think of Mark Furman and, you know, with the glove.
0: and if, Well, and with a lot of other things, the N-word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Here's what you guys are doing for college basketball. I asked AJ, what are the 12 teams, or what are the teams that can win this tournament, realistically? He went, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. Came up with 12 teams. Now I told him forced Bet on six of them at the current futures price. So six thumbs up, underrated, six thumbs down, overrated. Okay. Then we thought, you know what we can do? We can have Fez do the same thing with those 12, and then you reveal them game show style. And if you disagree, it's a crossfire and there's a bet. Beautiful. All right. But first, NFL, Aaron Rodgers. Now we're gonna play for you our straight out of Vegas conversation. On this, it w- it's cut down. We edit it to take away the fluff. A few non sequiturs from AJ. He'll just throw <laughs> things in. Does it? He'll tell you. You know, here's what was cut out: AJ telling a joke, and it, it, you got to name this. Maybe is you just say something that's blatant lie and laugh. So let me try, it, Fez. Fez, you're 14 years old. <laughs> Is that right?
1: No. So give me an You don't do well <laughs> with sarcasm.
0: No, But it's not sorry. It is sarcasm. You don't understand sarcasm. It's a struggle. I mean, the funny thing is you're smirking when you say that because it, it felt so wrong to say I don't understand something. <laughs> I mean, right or wrong. It, it is, but sure. it,
1: I would say sarcasm is on the, uh, on the low end of things that you have a grasp on.
0: You know what's funny? I'm a sardonic motherfucker. It's just not with people's money. Somehow I take that seriously. I was
1: t- today. I was talking about. You said how many years would my mom have to teach school to make what was forty five million dollars? I said probably like ten. And you said, "Oh wait a minute, you did but, but you did it again?"
0: Let's think about that. Explain how that's sarcasm. It,
1: because obviously, a school teacher doesn't make four hundred and fifty okay, thousand dollars a year. The
0: idea of saying something wrong, you could say is. Necessary but not sufficient for sarcasm. It has to be a commentary beyond just being wrong. It has to say, I'm going to say it in a way that has a message. It's almost like, um, here's an example. Let's say there's a fat guy, on, like, I don't watch it, but The Bachelor. You ever watch The Bachelor? Never. Okay, but you know the concept, right? I do. Okay, so imagine that it's The Bacheloretto where the girl, the woman is making the pick. Okay. And let's say there's two people left. And one guy is like, looks like John Candy. He's 400 pounds. The other guy looks like a model. I want to bet the other guy minus five sixty. Okay, fair enough. But imagine they come out and goes, "All right, well, she's made a decision, and it wasn't a hard one." And the guy goes, the fat guy goes, "Let me guess, me." That's sarcasm. He's saying it's obviously not going to be me. I'm going to act like it. So he's saying something that isn't true, but there's a message to it. I don't think just saying a falsehood is sarcasm. So what was the sarcasm by saying that it was uh, 10 years?
1: Because obviously that's not – like there's no way of of even coming to a realistic calculation how long it would take a school teacher to earn the money that Andrew Luck okay, earned in so his career. Okay, so what you're
0: saying is by giving a low number, you're showing how big the number yes. is. Yes. Okay, maybe. I can see it, actually. Oh, I
1: appreciate you saying that.
0: But, But – I think there's a lot – would you agree a lot of your
1: jokes that have been just falsities? I think if you would looked deeper into them, you, but you your, explain your initial it. reaction is instantly, nope, that's a lie joke. I hate those. Okay. I thought the brilliance
2: of the SOV today was – RJ, I, I, we've done podcasts and shows for 10 years together. He has never used the word closed caption in the entire time. It's not in his vocabulary. That's interesting. But, but then you mentioned that Andrew Luck <laughs> looks <laughs> sounds like um, Andre the Giant, and you said, "Oh, so they had you had to use a closed caption when you interviewed him, huh?" Yeah, because AJ goes, we interviewed one hundred percent, you know, spot on correct usage of closed caption right there. I did want to say. I always thought Andrew Luck looked like Andre the Giant when he had that beard mm-hmm. and that funny looking but face. He,
0: but he talks, he talked, he had a in his mouth. But mind. he looks like Andre also. Except Andre didn't retire unexpectedly right before WrestleMania 3.
2: No, he didn't, and he had and he had tremendous underlying you know Back health issues. issues. Yeah, and he's and yeah, he, you he know, toughed he, it he, out. Talk about a contrast. So he basically goes from a gurney. You know, they had they had to cart, if you recall, yep. him in because he dumb. he could not
0: or, walk. Or, or the Detroit suit, yeah, yeah,
2: with ninety three thousand fans, he could not walk that big walk. They had to bring him in on a gurney. on a big Hogan cart. Hogan said
0: he blew out his bicep picking him up, but he he was wrestling the next week. <laughs>
2: Bobby the Brain said we knew Hogan would go for the slam, so we had Andre bulk up so he'd throw out <laughs> his back.
0: That last question: Do you th- do you think Andrew Lug quit on the Colts? Oh yeah, I mean, you hear oh, anyone in the media? Any other? I get, th- I I get that he. Maybe
2: he thought he could recover back in March. You know what? But you don't wait until like preseason. And you
0: don't you, – what you can say like eight weeks before is, guys. July
2: 4th, hey. I, I'm really doubting I'm going to be able to I do I can't it. throw a Nerf ball still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But remember, it can't be about how good he was at that point because he could have just waited to the midpoint. To he retired. Yeah. It wasn't about was he ready for week one.
2: But, at, yeah, at the very least, you got to say, you know, this is not he going on well. Team. This is looking unlikely. And he was, and he underperformed as a career
0: based versus expectations. And then, what was it? Scott Tolzien, who took over for him. He, that was the thing. It was Andrew Luck, Tolzien, Oof. Luck, and then now three other quarterbacks. And now this year, Jacoby Brissett,
1: uh, Phillip, Phillip Rivers, Rivers, and then Carson Wentz. You know, yeah. if you have
2: a J or a Z in your name, like a, big, a good Scrabble name,
1: you're a bad quarterback.
0: <laughs> All right, Jim Zorn. Okay, it was good.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see the Andre the Giant documentary?
0: That was on HBO. The Ringer did, yeah.
1: The one where he was like, where Hogan was saying like, he he, Andre wouldn't tell him what was going to happen before, and Hulk Hogan literally said he didn't know if he was going to like if if Andre was going to let him win because if he didn't want to, he Hogan couldn't have beat him.
0: So a shoot interview with Hogan isn't really a shoot interview. (laughs) And the giant handicap match, Mason Square Garden
1: I'm that.
0: Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know how much time I spent on that?
1: No. Probably, probably four hours. Did you, you know, ever ask yourself, like, was it for this moment? Have you, how many times have you used that?
0: I've used, see, w- w- what I use that on is when it's a two on one on a crossfire <laughs> and I'm Andre, I'm taking on two at a time. <laughs> but, you know, it was so on point. Okay, we've got to get started. Let's do it. Let's listen first to what we said on SOV, and then we're going to let Fez respond to that, and then move on. Let's listen.
1: Packers' second Super Bowl favorites behind the Buffalo Bills after reigning two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers announced that he's decided to return to Green Bay for his 18th season. The Packers now plus 800. They were plus 1250 as of yesterday.
0: Okay, so my main overarching point throughout this entire segment will be as follows. This isn't as appealing to Green Bay as it seems. It may be, it probably is better than the alternative. Yeah, if, if he, Aaron Rodgers had said, I'm out of here, or even worse, if he said, I'm going to retire, you're not getting nothing for my rights, would have been worse. But this isn't as good as it seems. And quite frankly, the Vegas reaction to it is wrong. This is too much optimism. Green Bay should not be the second favorite. I would fade them at 8-1, I would love to play the other side of that. Here's why. Salary cap. Now, what we know is this team, the Packers, were of a certain goodness the last two years. Aaron Rodgers played as well over two seasons as pretty much any quarterback ever has. That's the starting point. Let's give the guy credit. And still, Green Bay couldn't even make a Super Bowl. Couldn't even make the Final Four last year. Couldn't win a playoff game. Now, we could say block punt is fluky and all that. I think there is some truth to that. But you know how you avoid flukes like that? You win the games by 20 points. And that happens oftentimes, actually. The champion is a team that just wins easily a couple of those playoff games. You can't have every game be a coin flip and expect them all to go in your favor. Now, that was how good Green Bay was. Enough to have a coin flip against Tampa. And that was two years ago. It was a coin flip. And they lost at home. And it was a coin flip if, if, if a coin that was 60% towards Green Bay against the 49ers. But you know what? 40% has happened a good bit, almost half the time. <laughs> so now the question is, how does Green Bay get better? Well, the answer is they don't. They get worse. And the salary cap is the main reason for that. We'll break into the details. AJ, let's get your overarching first takeaway.
1: Well, it's hard to, to know how much the salary cap's affected but until we get the details, because there's been some alleged reporting and misreporting, if you ask Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. on what the details of the contract are. But I tend to agree with you. I, I this I don't know how this team, because you bring back Aaron Rodgers, you bring back Devontae Adams at more money, I don't know how that makes them better than they've been the last two years. And we've talked about Aaron Rodgers' age. You're, you're running out of... Of time, and you expect there to be a wall at some point soon, I'm not sure that they're any better right now than they were a year ago. No, and, sure, and a year
0: whoa, 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 whoa. We know they're not.
1: You, you're right. They're not better than they were a year ago, and
0: they're now the second favorites. Okay, so let's talk about the reporting and the quote-unquote misreporting. I don't quote Shakespeare too often, but there is a quote, doth protest too much, which means, well, when you over, when someone says, oh, you know, you're 50, right? No, 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 I'm 49. No, no, no. It's like, okay, you're really getting worked up over that, aren't you? Okay. Aaron Rodgers and his uh, PR agent. I don't know if that's an official title for McAfee, but, you know, it seems <laughs> to be a role he's playing. AJ, you might be scared to say that. I'm not. Uh, are you scared to say it? I'm not scared to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, the fact of the matter is that I, let's be candid and I'm having fun with it, is McAfee has an agenda which is pro Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? I'm fine with that, but let's be clear about that. And the idea by all accounts, Aaron Rodgers was going for record-breaking numbers dollars and cents with this contract. That's the reporting then the actual report reports come out that it's 4 years 200 million. All right, I'm going to do some quick math. That's 50 a year. Okay? Now, it's very possible it's going to be 47 a year. Very possible. But what we know is that for the next couple years, even though his cap hit goes up, you look at Patrick Mahomes, it's well less than that. It was a very truly a team-friendly deal. So, the idea that, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to take 200 or in that range over four years and it's going to be team-friendly, it can't be team-friendly. It could be this year-friendly a little bit. So maybe, maybe, you know, Mackenzie, what was his cap hit going to be on the contract as it stood? $48 million. Okay, so they probably make the cap hit 43 on this one, and now they've got $7 million to make up in the next three years. And probably they put that last year, it's got to seven. Maybe even next year is 44. So now they got 13 to make up over the last two. And it's uh, 50 and 63. That's what's happening here. And I, I, we're going to talk as if that's true because there's reporting on it. And there isn't reporting coming back the other way. There's just denials with no details. You can, But the, what we know for sure is the idea, as Aaron Rodgers is saying, that this is a deal – but we don't really have the terms. We don't have the details. I promise you, here's what you know for sure. Negotiation 101 is that you keep your leverage until you get what you want. Think about the way they do drug, uh, drug deals on, on in movies. They might say it's a movie. Well, it's the way they do them in real life by all accounts. I haven't been in any major drug deals, but okay, let's say there were... 10 kilos of whatever, some white powder. Okay, now, they got money, you got the kilos. Do you hand them the kilos and say, "Give me that money tomorrow? How do you think that's going to turn out? Right? You hand it over as the money's handed over, pointing guns at each other. (laughs) All right? Metaphorically, that's what's happening with the lawyers. And I'm not saying there's a contract signed, but I'm certain there's an agreement in principle that would be very difficult to renege on if you're the team. AJ, does that sound right to you? It,
1: it sounds absolutely right. And you mentioned the leverage that Rodgers have. Like Rodgers coming out and saying, listen, I we don't know the details, but I am playing for Green Bay next year. And then subsequently the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson, that was a lot of Aaron Rodgers' leverage was the, the possibility that he could end up in Denver. That being gone now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers says a word uh, un, unless – that he knew what the deal was
0: for sure, and 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 I'll tell you this: forget just that there's one less suitor. I mean, you're right; that's a factor, but it's a small one compared to the fact that imagine Aaron Rodgers coming back and saying, "Actually, I'm leaving Green Bay." I mean, <laughs> the the reputational he, he he has no more wiggle room with this crap. Is is everyone would turn on him? He could say, "But they promised me something." Well, did they? Um you know. It, once you start that conversation, Aaron Rodgers lost. So he's not going to let that happen. He's not dumb. So what we know is that Aaron Rodgers, as the kids would say, and I rarely do, got the bag. And he said, stuff it as much as you can. Oh, Mahomes is making what? Uh, I, over 10 years, it's 45. That's over 10 years, the average with Mahomes. And this is four years. And it's going to be around 200, which means it's average of 50. That doesn't count the six additional years that everything's going to go up, up, up. I mean, I don't know about exactly, but I don't think anyone's over 40 next year. So if Aaron Rodgers is at 50 and everyone else is at 40, he's making 25% more than the rest of the league. And I'm saying (laughs) the best of the rest of the league. How that's team friendly, you know, well, again, I, what I believe is it will bring down next, this cap if he had just stayed by a handful of million. But even then, this year's trouble because they have so many. Now that they pay Adams more, AJ, they got so much money to make up just to feel the same team they had last year.
1: There are four players whose cap hit is more than $40 million next year. One of them was to be Aaron Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson is one. Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan with the the highest cap hit right now, $48.6 million.
0: Okay, but those are all, I agree, in good numbers and really good numbers. But those are all where the end of this deal type balloon situations. Yes. Besides so, Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun was weird. He just signed a new deal. Huh, that's interesting. But they must have thought at the time that's – because here's the beauty when you sign a team-friendly deal – they can allot it. Let's say that um, like this was a lament I had in grade school and high school. We would have all this time off up until Christmas. And then we didn't have spring break. There it, it wasn't such a thing back then. And literally, we'd go from like February 1 till June with like two days off and it was five day weeks, but I hated it. I wanted to move some of those days from the summer. I always said, let's take an extra week out of the summer and throw it in April. Well, no, I guess they finally listened when I was out of school. Yeah. Is <laughs> But but this is like this with the contract. You've got X number of millions you've got to spread out. You can spread them out pretty much any way you want. The signing bonus gets prorated through, but there's different ways they can do guarantees, non-guarantees, voidable. I mean, they're they're maestros at this Stuff the best of them in the NFL. But net-net, when it's said and done, the amount you pay him is the amount that has to be accounted for over the term of the contract, which is why teams end up getting balloon payments at the end, and then they can't be competitive. This is another prediction. Even though the Packers won't be as good this year as they were last year, the Packers in year three or four of this deal, and four for sure, will not be a competitive team. And that's going to have to do with the the chickens coming home to roost when it comes to any kind of team friendliness on the 200 that happens this year. Even to bring it down to 43 from 50 would be that kind of issue. And number two, where it has to be made up for. And number two, Aaron Rodgers has two years left that if he played at an elite level, it would be okay. Some people have done this. In year three, he enters the territory of age that only Tom Brady has played at an elite level. So you have to be predicting Aaron Rodgers will be the second person in the history of the universe to play well at age 41 and then you know 42 for this to be a good deal in year three and four. So I think it's a questionable deal in year three. It's going to be a disaster in year four, and they're not even as good this year as they were last year thoughts
1: yeah I, I don't know how the, at the end of this contract there's any i mean the the hope would be i guess that you you're either cutting aaron Rodgers in year four or still you're a massive hit it, yeah you're right or or you don't he's think retiring aaron Rodgers, you
0: don't think he's gonna have this guaranteed
1: i well the number the, again the reporting is you know i guess questionable but the report was that there was over 150 million of it guaranteed
0: okay that's interesting okay so yeah, yeah. And maybe year, four, maybe year four is a pretty much him and the only issue would be the prorated signing bonus. And if so, this is a little better for Green Bay. Though, obviously, the other side of it is that the number one draft pick, Jordan Love, that caused all this problem, these problems, <laughs> he's got to get traded now, right? Or what? Because literally the next two years or his last two years until you got to make a decision on the fifth-year option. Now, could you imagine paying him Twenty some million to be a backup quarterback? In no, year five? I,
1: I think at this point the reason you sign Aaron Rodgers to this deal is you are basically admitting to yourself that Jordan Love is not a, a starting caliber NFL quarterback.
0: Well, let's let's question that premise for a minute. If if Aaron Rodgers, un, let's just say this, it's almost undebatable that he's been the best quarterback of the last two years. He's certainly a top five quarterback the last two years. It's not a debate. So now the question is, is it that Jordan Love isn't a starter or is it Jordan Love isn't a top eight quarterback cause, or top ten? Because you would say at the lower salary, we, we'll take the eighth best quarterback over Aaron Rodgers. I think that's fair. But you don't take the 24th best quarterback. But the 24th best quarterback, even at a discount, isn't as good as Aaron Rodgers, but he's still pretty good. It's still a starter caliber. right? So wouldn't you say if you felt like he was going to be 24, you'd still make this deal?
1: Maybe the fair thing to say is they don't think that Jordan Love is a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback.
0: Yes, I agree with that. And, and I guess the question is, did anyone think that Josh Allen was after two years? The answer is no. And Josh Allen had worse stats than Daniel Jones after two years. That's just objectively true. So now he's taken a historic leap, Josh Allen has. Now, do we expect Jordan Love to take that? No. The question is, what do they get for him? Because it is a demanding quarterback market, right? Is And we're going to get, obviously, to Russell Wilson. But it strikes me that, that someone might take a chance on him. I mean, who would you rather have a quarterback, Jordan Love next year or Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater. Really? For, for one year? Horrible. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. You're so wrong. Because I agree with you that if we say over, under, who's going to win more games that year, that I probably do slightly go to Teddy Bridgewater. But there's no upside to Teddy Bridgewater. If the goal is to win a Super Bowl, you're going to pay him that mid-level starter salary that's still way too much for what he gives you. And, I mean, there's a reason Carolina, remember, Denver took him, but Carolina paid for like 75% of his salary to get rid of him. So now I would make the case he had a slightly better year before he got injured than he did in Carolina. But either way is with Jordan Love, there's at least some chance you've got a lottery ticket, right? a 15, 20 percent chance that he could be a franchise quarterback. Don't you got to roll the dice with that, I think.
1: I, I guess so. I, I and I think the the question that you ask is what what can you get for him? Remember, the Packers traded up to get him, so they used a first and a fourth round pick on yeah, him. Yeah. You're not going to get that back.
0: Well, I don't know. That's the question. I mean, I don't think you will, but I'm not sure that they don't. I mean, obviously, forget the fourth. Right? If they get a first from any team, unless they're not going to get it for him to back up. So if Jordan Love starts. <laughs> You gotta like the over/under and that pick being like better than twenty-four.
1: But if if oh I, yes I do. But if if we are if, if let's just fast forward to a day where Jordan Love gets traded for a first-round pick, aren't we coming on this radio show and ridiculing the team that gave up a first-round pick for I'm Jordan not. Love? You
0: probably are, but you ridicule everyone.
1: I'm ridiculing it. Exactly. I'll, I'm ridiculing it in advance. <laughs> I'm pre-ridiculing.
3: I don't think so. What do you think, McKenzie? Well, Jordan Love has 10 and F in inch hands, so <laughs> he's toolsy. No, I, I agree with you, RJ, 100%. You're looking at upside. Even if it's a 10% chance, I would roll the dice with a guy like Jordan Love. Just see what happens. Would, For a first-round pick? It, it, here's if if I'm trading the 25th well, pick, I, remember, I would, yeah.
1: remember, McKenzie doesn't value first-round picks. He thinks Trey Lance is worth three of them.
0: Well, listen, we're going to yeah. talk about – in fact, yeah, we're going to talk about soon <laughs> – is how much was given up for Russell Wilson compared to Trey Lance. And let's just say this, Trey Lance probably got more, and it's going to be shocking when you look at it. But just to finish this last topic on Green Bay, I think the to kind of reiterate, the market's overreacted to this, that that it's one thing to say, let's bring back the band from next year. Okay, let's add in, there's some older players on Green Bay, and in general, I think age hurts them. Aaron Rodgers at the forefront of that. He's hitting the age now where it's tough to still be good. He can be for two more years, at least history says. That third year, it's a wall. Only Tom Brady has been good at the age Aaron Rodgers will be in three years. Okay, one. Number two even forgetting the aging for a minute. Now that Adams is getting so much more money and Rodgers is reportedly getting so much more money, that means that money, what is it now? A, I mean, because last year's cap hit wasn't so bad for Rodgers. So let's say it's another $15 million this year and, and Adams has gone up like 10. So it's like just right there. How many different players for 35 are? I mean, it's like it is going to be a gutting of this team. And and they can they can defer some of the pain if they want, but it's still going to be somewhat of a gutting, and and to me it means Green Bay is not as good as last year, and it means they shouldn't be the favorite to or the second favorite or the NFC favorite in this case to win the Super Bowl. Yes.
1: The question I have, R.J., is a month ago they were 15 to one. Now they're eight to one. Yesterday they were 12 and a half to one. What would they have been? A month ago, had, had it been known that Aaron Rodgers was going to be here, there was no doubt. How much of right, an overreaction right it is, is there, really?
0: It'd be right what it is now. Okay. So, I mean... The so the
1: overreaction to you isn't what happened today. It's just the general belief in what this Packers team
0: is going forward. If there's one inefficiency in the betting market that I see clearly, it's batters don't have a great feel of the salary cap. And in general, if you look at Atlanta last year, the salary cap people told you the Falcons can't really fuel the team unless they do major stuff. And you know what they had to do? They had to sign Matt Ryan to a two-year extension with these monster cap hits just to get it down enough to get like fuel the team. And they still had to trade Julio Jones. But people were betting Atlanta hand over fist because they thought, oh, they're going to get the third pick and they have Julio Jones. And it, no, you know, so. To me, the ability to say this team's going to have to make major cuts, this team's got some major money, and that they could do something—that's the kind of predictive betting that most sharp betters just don't have in their arsenal. And 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 I think it doesn't. I don't have an expert's level knowledge, but I can read, you know, sports track. I can read over the cap and. You know, even PFF does rankings of, okay, this team is, you know, if you look at the draft equity plus the free agent equity money they got, how much, uh, where do they rank? And you can see who the best teams and who the worst teams are. So let's do this. Yeah. So there's different ways to look at this. There's some uh, art to it. It's not all science. Like, for example, PFF has, if you just look at how much uh, over the cap they are projected, and this is before the signings and the franchise of Adams today and literally the the two worst teams with money that they have to make up to get the cap straight was the Saints were the worst and Green Bay was second worst and you know so if you add up draft capital and everything you know 23rd out of 32 and one maybe 25th out of 32 in the ESPN but in general bottom quartile bottom quarter of the league is Green Bay's financial situation. And paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million for four years doesn't help that. And paying Adams, a franchise at receiver, tag money doesn't help that. It doesn't. Now, maybe they end up signing Adams to a long-term deal, and it helps. But I'm telling you, if it's linebacker Smith or the Smith brothers, as I call them, or who knows what they're going to lose. They're not adding anyone, and this is a team already – the Packers that wasn't good enough. Aaron Rodgers a year older, less money to spend on supporting players, not a lot of draft capital. I'm not all that impressed. And again, I would look at the Packers maybe fifth or sixth favorites to win the Super Bowl, not the second favorites. Last word on this one, AJ.
1: Where would you have put the Packers' chances had Rodgers re-signed for a deal similar to what he was going to make this year, if that was going to be the case for the next three years?
0: Okay, I mean, the like, delta, do you just,
1: is is the overpayment? Is that the the problem to you?
0: It's the problem when this season's main problem was money. Right? Is if it's a normal seat, like everyone's going to say Tom Brady takes less, Aaron Rodgers should take less because more is good for the team. It's always the case. It doesn't matter how much cap room you have. A little bit more is better, and a little bit less is worse. But when your main problem is cap room. Any signs for an amount that they are going to have to do contortions to get under what the projection was for this year, anyway? And if they do it, I'll make you a bet right now that his cap hit is not below 38 million next year.
1: I mean, oh no, I, it'll certainly—I think it'll certainly be over 40.
0: Okay. So if it's over forty. And it was supposed to be forty six this year, so what? He's gonna shave it by two million, but still now, you know, maybe it's forty-four, but now he's got six million to make up. So yeah, they can decide where they get the pain, but there's a lot of pain coming the next four years because Aaron Rodgers at that number (laughs) it doesn't allow the team to fill out otherwise. And if the team is filled out as they were, they still can't win. How do they win with Aaron Rodgers being a year older and the financial cap situation being worse overall, and that's less supporting players.
1: It almost makes me feel like they're accepting the fact that the last two years of this deal, there is going to be pain, and that's what they had to deal with to, to push all in for these next two seasons.
0: Which would go against the whole premise of Jordan Love being drafted. The whole premise no, was we're the Packers, and we don't wait to have those couple down years in between quarterbacks. We prepare beforehand, and they missed on that pick. It's going to change. It yep. looks like it's going to change NFL history.
1: I, again, I think if the Packers had real confidence in Jordan Love, they probably they they probably don't blink in this game of chicken with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure how much they even blinked because the question is, is Aaron? Ro- I mean, is the debate Aaron Rodgers get? Because if he would have signed for 42 a year over four years, ah, okay, it's a little high, but and I'm worried about his age. So if the $8 is the issue and the alternative is to be like Seattle is, well, let's do this. We're going to tell you how Seattle is and how bad they are. I mean, well, I'll tell you how bad they are. They're the second worst team in the NFL right now. Okay, Fez, overarching, Aaron Rodgers signs or decides to come back. By all accounts, he's going to be about $50 million a year for four years. But, but... The first year he's promised to be cap friendly. The cap, I think is 46. Mm-hmm. If so, my guess is it comes in a 44, 43 this year. Mm. What's your take? It's my, as you heard, it's my proposition. It's my feeling that green Bay shouldn't be the second favorite that they're being overrated. Cause their cap situation is precarious.
2: Yeah. So I've got a question first for you guys. What, Prior to this news breaking, would you have said was the probability Aaron Rodgers was going to return to the Packers?
0: So there was a market on that, right? So it, it was right around like, I don't think it ever slipped below like minus 150, but I think it was up to 3 or $4 at the end. He right? was a
2: prohibitive favorite. Exactly yeah. where I'm going. So I'm going to simplify things here. If Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you got a chance to win the Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers is not your quarterback, you're not winning. You know, you're 100 to 1 plus. Agreed. All right. So if Aaron Rodgers, let's say he had a 75% chance of coming back. All right. That's fair. All right. So if I'm thinking about, well, what should the odds have done for Green Bay? Well, they should have adjusted by about 25%. But that's not what happened. Green Bay was 15 to one. And then this is back in February. And then Green Bay is now they're seven and a half, so their their odds have basically been halved.
0: So what we want to do is convert this to uh, proge- implied win perc- win percentage, right? Yes. Okay.
2: So they basically have gone from a seven percent chance to a fourteen percent chance, and the so the market is saying that Green Bay's chances have doubled. But wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers wasn't fifty fifty to return the whole time; he was the favorite to return. This looks like an overreaction in yeah, the odds, but that the fact happened.
0: that it was. The fact that it was going to go improve somewhat if he returned, but go to 100 to 1 if he didn't, how, how do you account for that in these calculations? Yeah, well, once it, once
2: it hits 40 to 1 or 100 to 1, the percent now you're talking about 2.5% or a 0% chance. It's not that much different, you know? So,
0: so what you're saying is, what I'm saying, this is an overreaction.
2: Yes, yes. And, you know, the one thing that was curious, looking back on this, maybe I missed a bet. Maybe I should, because, you know, I don't look real closely at the futures bets, because I tend to, like, be lazy. I tend to say, ah, sucker bets. Well, because, yeah,
0: most of the time, I think it was, like, our fourth year together, the first time you ever gave a future bet. Yeah. yeah. for for three years, he didn't find any value. Then you found the Phoenix to win the
2: division. (laughs) Well, but but even for titles, though. Right.
0: You know, I do think, listen, there is a ton of VIG in these markets, sometimes Um, upwards of 40%, which is... I mean, it really is atrocious. I mean, I'm not even sure how to explain Well, I think I know how. Let me see. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. But if you shop around, if you say, I want to play every all 32 NFL teams, but I'm going to shop wherever I can get a line, you can get that VIG down to 12, you think? I, you know, I think once the season's going and everyone's up, I think you can get almost a break even. You know, that
2: this is going to become my homework. I'm gonna to have to bet forced bet. I gotta bet every team in the NFL. I'm not really gonna bet it. Yeah. This, I'm just gonna say this is what the best number Why don't
0: we do it why don't we do it for ten bucks a crack?
2: Yeah, so we'll yeah. split
0: it. Go three hundred. We'll I, put three hundred twenty. Yeah,
2: so so I've got to put the same. And and that, my one thing is I, I wouldn't be betting the same amount on each team. I should be staggered. Uh, you know. So I should put put ten dollars on the favorite and ten cents on the Jacksonville Jaguars or whatever. But, but it should
0: it would do. I never understood that. I always was one to bet a unit on the lay. Like in baseball, if I was playing a plus two twenty, I'd put a hundred to win two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. And and if I was winning a hundred, I'd win a hundred. Now I'm not saying that's right. But I don't think just winning the same amount no matter what is. But I guess maybe you're right because if we're just looking to see if we could make it where it's a positive EV. Yeah, because be at that point we it. can
2: calculate, you know, he's going to win or lose. You know, that it doesn't matter who wins. He's indifferent. So why don't, don't we teams. put
0: our bankroll at $320 and okay. then we're distributed based upon the win percent. Ten, I, I like that. Yeah. Ten bucks per team bankroll. and we'll bankroll see, we'll up and see down. if we can. And part of this is going to be when to
2: bet. And maybe we maybe we lose, but we say, you know what? We're only, we're only going to lose, you know, eight bucks, you know? Yeah, it's going to be it.
0: an interesting exercise. But what we can do, this is going to be both shopping aggressively, but also timing our bets. We can bet any time from now. Like, I would from say now until, bet the Ravens now. the playoffs. Like, I think there's a couple lines that are, I know the Ravens have been dropping, but I think there's still value. I think wherever we think there's value, we bet it now because we know it moves towards the right price.
2: So the Ravens finished last in their division. Mm-hmm. They lost the tie break. So in the NFL schedule, fourth place schedule, yes, fourth place schedule. Guess what we have here? the uh, The poor Jacksonville Jaguars. They were fin- they finished last also, so they get to play the Ravens as their fourth place team for that division.
0: That's not kind. No, that but really none of yeah, the Broncos of teams... are
1: a fourth place team. Yeah,
0: yeah. think about that. So well, that hurts the rate. That bad for Jacksonville, yeah. right? Um. And and listen, if you think about it, how many games did the slot matter? And now it's plus one because of that game across conference, the seventeenth game. Mm-hmm. So how many was it that the slot mattered before? Because you would play your division six games, you'd play four at, at the other division. So that mean that, that you were paired with four with the one paired across the NFL, you know, across and you get conference. Two,
2: two parity games, and now we get three.
0: Okay, so so you're saying the whole fourth place schedule was only two games yeah, before, yeah, yeah, and now it's three, so it's gone up 50 percent,
2: and exactly, and I I would argue it's gone up infinite amount, and here's why. Because let's say you finish first and I finish fourth, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
2: in a division. I don't get to play myself. So by definition, I've got to play the a first-place team twice. Mm-hmm. And you get to play a last-place team twice. Well, now I get two parity games, so I get to play a first-place team twice. I get to play the, these field games, a last-place team twice. I actually have a, 50, a 50-50 schedule because I don't get to beat up on myself because I suck. Okay. So now this is for, for the first time, the way it's set up, I actually get a below-average if, if all teams continued to be as good as they were in the prior year, lat, in prior years, my schedule would be exactly um, fifth, a 500 scheduled team, and now my strength of schedule is below 500.
0: Okay. I don't fully understand, and, and we'll just try one crack at this. I understand the idea you don't play yourself, but and you have to play the division that's your partner division in your same conference anyway, so you play all four teams. So there's two other Divisions left, and you're going to play the four, if you're fourth, the fourth place team. So you have two games there. Now you have three. Why would that be infinity?
2: Because the, the, the Lions, for instance, if they were always in last place, they never get to play themselves. They always okay. have to but play. But every
0: year they're going to play two games before this current schedule change. They play two games against the weakest team. So, exactly.
2: But they also have to play two games every year against the Packers, and those offset each other. And okay. they never get to play themselves. In their own division. Yes. If they were always the last place team. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hmm. See, sometimes, you know, there was a guy named Rob Crown that free picks by email years ago. (laughs) You remember him? I don't remember. I've never heard of the Crown. He was like a real deep thinker. Like he was he was very involved with remember the guy had the Daily Line, I think it was called? He was like a mm. old school, like almost Larry Grossman type. Mm. That was always telling people they were wrong. And he was usually right, you know? And um or the Daily Spread it was called. The Ooh. Daily Spread. Do right. you remember that? No. Mackenzie, look up the Daily Spread. I bet there's uh you might have to go to archive dot com. I I think it's still look see if it's still up. There's gonna be some people waxing poetically about how great this stuff was. Mm. Um, Or it's going to be porn. The Daily Spread. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Now that is funny. And you deadpanned it? That's good stuff. Not sarcastic, (laughs) but good. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Mackenzie just just killed you. This is awesome. The difference between sarcastic and... Facetious. Facetious. When a person is being facetious... They are aiming for humor. The desire is to make a point in an entertaining way. Sarcasm, on the other hand, aims to undercut or belittle someone. Else. So, what you're saying is this whole time you've been saying, I don't understand how to belittle people. Yeah, you're quite no, right. Yeah, you're very good you're, at that. I was well, wrong. Wait a
2: minute. Wait a I minute. stand corrected. <laughs> so, facetious would be to say I could beat up AJ. Sarcasm would be to say I could beat up AJ.
0: <laughs> so, it'd be both facetious and sarcasm. <laughs> yes. Because who would you be, you be belittling yourself? Because you'd yourself. be belittling
2: me, like in my yeah. physical prowess.
0: But it says it aims to undercut or belittle someone else. I don't well, think. Well, no, you'd it'd be, be you. S- it'd be you belittling, belittling me. Okay. <laughs> but I, remember, I'm not sarcastic. Yes. AJ said, "I don't even understand it." But you are sardonic. Yes, which
1: is just. No, he's a sardonic motherfucker.
0: <laughs> we only allow one F word. Oh, you're, in its he's mind. a
1: sardonic mother. Ever. I think I drop f-bombs three times
2: at least more when we when it's just AJ and I because you've trained me never use never use profanity um, Just in general because you never know when you're on air. Yeah, so, so you just trained your brain. You know what? It's you're it's perfectly fine unless you're a stand-up comedian to never use profanity and you'll be just fine
0: Yeah, especially if you're around your mics and stuff. Yeah, and you're used to it You know if you're out with the you know friends, whatever mother f-away Okay the Daily Spread, it's still out there. But is this the – who's the editor? I can't remember what his name was. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, yeah, is. look at – oh, yeah, Super Bowl 22. So this is – someone just took over the site. Eh, anyway, if you want to do, go back into like the 1996, 97 kind of internet and gambling, this was it. Okay, so you're agreeing with me. It seems like the error with Rodgers was that the adjustment, right, is – I don't think. I think the line was fine at fifteen to one or whatever. I just think this should have went, and, and I think it's gone up a little bit. But it maybe it should go to ten to one. Yeah, I
2: think what happens is, that, I agree. I like that ten to one is that the books got hit. You know, the news comes out and they take a couple bets. People, you know, are are following Woj non nonstop, and they're like. Hmm. They're looking at their futures. They're running, their, their, their and they're like, the only team we lose on right now is Green Bay. So let's put a stopper up there. Let's put a number on Green Bay that no one's going to bet Green Bay anymore until we get action on other teams.
0: This is another cockroachy thing the books do. When there's news <sighs> in a futures pool, they will swing way the other way on the news. So now make Green Bay the second favorite. On one team. Let everyone who's betting the news at Square Bet fast, bet at the worst price, and then in the next week or two, they drifted up where it should have been at the close. I or, be, I, I,
2: right off the and they And they don't adjust the other 31 teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things that McKenzie and I were talking about uh, when all this went down, when Rodgers and Wilson went down, there was about an hour between the two announcements. And the Broncos had been 20 or 21 to 1. And then when the when Rodgers re-signed, Broncos, 25 to 1. And then Sweet an hour spot. later, the Russell Wilson news comes out 13 to 1.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense because yep. there was one last. I mean, in theory, there's three home runs. There were three home runs. Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. We can question his second halves the last two years. And then Deshaun Watson with question marks. But obviously a top five quarterback when healthy in his last year was. or I'm sorry, when available. Right. When mentally healthy. Speaking maybe. of top quarterbacks, So the AFC West
2: now. Has four of the top ten quarterbacks.
0: So, so you've got Carr in the top ten? Ninth, yes. Who do you have, Herbs? Oh, yeah, Herbs like six. But you have Herbs over um, Russell Wilson? No. What? Where's my,
2: where's my quarterback list? I've uh, got it. I've got it. All right, so. Thank you. Uh, I got Wilson fourth I, because I felt he was compromised with injury last year.
0: All right, so do this for me. For not next week, because we're going to have all NCAA tournament stuff. And by the way, just do the schedule real quick. We'll be coming out like Tuesday night with the Thursday games and we'll come out normal time. So it will probably be, you know, we should probably do Wednesday early, too, because once the games start on Thursday, it's going to be hard to listen for the Friday. Yes. So I think we should try to get that out 24 hours later. Agreed. Yeah, so uh, we'll do that. And so Tuesday night, Lena, let's think about it. Ah, 9 o'clock Eastern, I think we should be out Tuesday night with the Thursday games, 9 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday for the Friday games. Beautiful. And maybe even a little earlier. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe. And I'll be talking about my bracket, and that will be for sale, which is always our biggest seller. I don't know. If Fez's props are competitive with it at this point. Um For two weeks, once you have the time, look into this. Russell Wilson, second half of 2020, 2020, so not the most recent season, season before. Second half, his uh, uh, expected points added was 23rd in the league, Mm -hmm. right? Last year, post-Mallet Finger, he was, what was that, McKenzie? 17, was it? That's right. Seventeen. So below average, second half of the year, both years. Now, you can say it was an injury lingering. Okay, maybe. But the year before, same thing. So my thought is literally he's had like four good games in the last – since mid-2020.
2: So maybe Russ, as he's gotten a little older, not quite as elusive when it gets banged up. All of a sudden, Russ can't cook. He can't get away with these Mm -hmm. unconventional scrambles that maybe when he's fully healthy, he does get away with.
0: Or is it just that the five games he played before he got hurt that were pretty good were an aberration? He still has the ability to get to that level. He just, over the course of the last, I mean, really effectively, let's think about this season and a half. If you take Mm mid-2020 and you say from there till the end of 2021, that's a season and a half, right? He's played like six or seven good games.
2: Let me ask you this: It seems like really short sample that when you have a really top quarterback, Mm -hmm, and now he goes to a new team, it's almost it almost revitalizes him. Whether it be
0: Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, well, Manning before he got hurt, where the coach was just as good as he ever was. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough. Matt Um, Stafford, um, Mm -hmm. Joe Montana. I mean, there's a long history of guys that all of a sudden people are talking about not as good as, you know, he's he's declining. And even, I'd argue, Aaron Rodgers after Jordan Love gets drafted.
0: Oh, for sure there. You know, I'm going to pose this about Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was effort, but he didn't make near the same effort coming into last season. I think it's LaFleur's offense. I think mm. that second year in that Gelled. offense. That's and a great and point. listen, I was on the top of the mountain saying I think Aaron Rodgers didn't try as hard last year right. in the offseason. I thought he'd have a down year. I was wrong. All right. I was wrong. Um I was wrong. It, didn't I play him under nine? <laughs> like, well that was two years. Yeah. So 13, we're, we're 13 every year win. they
2: win thirteen, Fez. You might want to get with the pro. LaFleur's
0: good. Um one other Russell Wilson possibility. Is the scheme guys the the offensive coordinators for Seattle just weren't good, Mm. right? And maybe they were. It was kind of that scenario where once the league has half a season on you, you don't have any more tricks left, Mm. right? I think. And it
2: seems like whenever an interception gets thrown, they're like, "Oh, establish the run more. Let's get back to basics." And it's like you got a top five quarterback, certainly a top ten. I think top ten
0: now. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you actually look at his PFF grade, there's only about three years he was good. I mean, he was a game manager for a while.
2: You know, he's never gotten an MVP vote.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Now is that sarcastic? Yeah.
1: I yeah, because it's meant to cut.
0: Yeah. yeah. But in this case, he's being sarcastic about everyone knows it, so the fact I'm saying it is overkill. That's. Mm. But I don't understand. So it's
1: sarcasm if he was talking to Russell Wilson.
0: No, he's as a media member, he's saying, I'm going to make a statement that sounds like I'm really saying something noteworthy, but it's been said so many times, it's now cliche. Mm. It was facetious. But I understand sarcasm, I think. Can we agree? Yep.
2: You know, going back to that division, so here's my season win numbers in the uh, AFC West
0: now. So this is you projecting. Yes.
2: Um, I'd be curious to be um, yeah. forced over under your first. Kansas City, 12. Under. Denver, 10. Over. Chargers, nine and a half. Over. Raiders, eight and a half. Under. Yeah, I think the Raiders, you know what? It seems like the Sharps have been betting against the Raiders, and I think directionally they've been right, and they're just getting, unlo- the Raiders are winning so many But close there was like games. six
0: and a halves. Now you're saying eight and a half, though.
2: Yeah, so, so now finally, I think that this goes back to, I was thinking about you, like like, you're like, Fez, oftentimes, you know, you get. You, you you jump off the bandwagon just when it's time to fire. You know what? The
0: Raiders. I yeah. love that. The Browns taught. I mean, it didn't work. Oh it did work. Remember, like, three years ago, there was a lot of Browns love. It got up to nine. Yes. They disappointed. Next year was the year they made the playoffs. Post-hype sleeper. It's when everyone isn't betting. When someone said, I had my fill with those guys, that's the time to bat them.
2: Uh, it's five months ago. RJ, the Browns have never had a winning record. Over the past 14
0: years. Well, well, remember you were wrong that year, but you've been. But in a weird way, the fact the Steelers made the playoffs this year and the Browns didn't (laughs) is that anything but institutional? Mm. So, what's your take on Russell Wilson?
1: I think this is very Matt Stafford esque. It's taking a guy who was in a situation that
0: Matt Stafford, except they made the playoffs every year except the last year.
1: Okay, but the upgraded quarterback is
0: oh so you're saying for the incoming team yes all yeah
1: right. yeah I, I mean I, th- I think for the, the Broncos are making a Rams type move in that the, the Seahawks I think as the Seahawks are currently constructed they knew that they were no longer going to be a viable contender with Russ
0: here's the question the owner Paul Allen's died now the sister's running the team mm-hmm. sister's hands off by all accounts and it, he, he she trusts Uh, Pete Carroll and the GM. My thought is, is this about the long-term interest of Seattle or Pete Carroll doesn't want to deal with Russell Wilson anymore? And he'd rather go Mm. collect his big money and go six and 11 and just not have the hassle.
1: I think cutting Bobby Wagner on the same day tells me they're looking for a full reset.
2: And that is indeed our season to win number. AJ and I, six is, is our Seattle number. You can go over or under? Hmm. Sounds like you, you
0: you like that number. I would go over. I just think Pete Carroll's a mm. uh, Listen, remember the first two years with Seattle, beast mode, he won a playoff game. I mean, he can... He's like Tomlin in a way. He can raw, raw up a team that's down.
1: But six and 11 if with Drew Locke at quarterback?
0: Who knows? I, listen... I don't think Drew, Drew Locke is as bad as... Especially if Drew Locke is playing under Pete Carroll with a lot of running and going deep occasionally. He'd be like Bradshaw in 76.
1: Oof. We disagree on
0: Drew Locke. My last point on Seattle... I got him number 27. Okay. Uh, Seattle, real quick. Or, or more specifically, Russell Wilson. What do you see right now as the Super Bowl odds for Denver? I felt like they weren't upgraded enough. So Denver is the number six pick... At Six favor. 13. Yes. At, thank you. At 13 to one. All right. Here's my question. If we assume Russell Wilson and, and Aaron Rodgers are even, I don't think they are, but let's just do it for simplicity for a second. Is there any question that Denver's, the rest of Denver's uh, team roster is, is way better than Green Bay's? Way better. I mean, could the case be made that Denver had – people always throw San Francisco in there. I think that's anachronistic. I don't think San Francisco has that deep team anymore. I think they did three they did. years they, ago. They did. So who, who's the other teams with a great roster? Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Non-quarterback right. roster yeah. you're talking. I agree, yeah, I agree, I But uh, they have hardly any playmakers at receiver. Right. Right? So especially if they're letting go of – Miami. Uh, they had the worst offensive line in football. So right there you can't be on that. Right. I mean, Miami, there's a lot of hype around them. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is if if you've got a top-five quarterback. Colts, Colts. Now, see, that goes into the whole PFF discussion. They've got great players at low-value positions. Mm, like Goals, middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Mm. It's an interesting thing. They might yeah. have missed on some stuff. Safety, mm. right? Yeah. Is, to me, the question becomes – Let's say Colts, fine, but which of those teams that we just ticked off have a top even 10 quarterback? No, except Denver. Yeah, Titans. And even San Fran, if we want to put San Fran in there, doesn't have a top nope. 10 quarterback. And who knows what they got after they trade Jimmy G. Titans, okay, and Tannehill's
1: what? But what? And what about this one, the Rams?
0: Let's see who they healthy the healthy, the healthy see Rams. The fourth seed Rams.
1: And see who the Bucks keep off of this yeah, as well. That's a
0: good point. But they're not gonna have a quarterback. Yeah. Yet. So what I'm saying is the only team that is in the discussion to have an elite quarterback and a top roster just won the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. You know, AJ he only he only wants four teams in the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. And like if he if he had his way in the NFL, you know, the Rams wouldn't have made the playoffs because he'd go with four teams, right?
0: But then how would he have worshipped at the altar at Stafford? I was right about him. I know, but <laughs> it shows you how you're cre- – he's just – he's sardonically saying. I know. Ta- <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> so, Fez wants college football to have the NCAA tournament
0: where – So, Fez, wouldn't you agree – I didn't even listen. I just laughed. <laughs> uh, what- <laughs> No, I'm just, I actually didn't hear you because I was. I, I did start talking. What'd you say?
1: I said Fez wants the he wants college football to be the NCAA tournament and have sixty four teams.
0: That's not true, is it, Fez? No,
2: but I, the point I was making is is if, oh, if if college football always had eight and then they had discussion. I think we should scale it back to four. They would, you would just be lambasted the me. That's the stupidest. Imagine right. March Madness. Let's go to thirty-two teams for March Madness. We got too many teams with sixty-eight. I this also sucks.
1: did not say that the NFL playoffs have too many teams. So he was being I was. Sar- sarcastic yeah, as well. Yeah. Why don't
0: we all just tell the truth? Okay. Let's try that. All right. <laughs> Last thought, Fez. Wouldn't you agree? The fact that Denver's where they are in the futures market, it's the market telling you they don't. They have questions about Russell Wilson. Oh, absolutely. And right. I go back to, remember, we all— But you disagree. You think there's value on Denver at this price. You have to. They're the only team with an elite roster and an well, elite quarterback. Well, what is this? The, the the
2: 49ers are fifth? Yeah. Well, the 49ers and the Broncos are, are like, pretty equal teams, except for one has a, a, a really good quarterback, and the other has no quarterback. That's—like, that's, that's, if you gave me a last longer— and I can have the Broncos, and you get the Forty. Mackenzie, you can. I'll, I'll lay. I remember,
0: money. NFC's a lot easier. There's some the, the toughness of the division in it. Well, the AFC up. West
1: I'll is also a very tough
0: division. I don't care. I'm That's laying. what I'm saying. I'm saying the NFC. What you are you laying Z? Fez? i I'm laying minus one
2: fifty. I last longer. My I'll Denver team against your crappy Forty Nine er team. I'll take Tray it. Lands. There's two
3: positions that really matter, and I like our head coach on this one. Okay, so how much
0: is the bet? Three hundred?
3: Yeah, four fifty to win three hundred. Damn. Fez. See you in a year or eleven months. We'll we'll settle up.
0: I, that was unnecessary. All you had to do is say, I took your bat, buddy. I'm in. Press the button. And
2: I'll give Mackenzie 100-1. to 1. He can't beat me at a chess game. <laughs> 1-1 game. <laughs>
3: uh, I'll pass. <laughs>
2: 100, think, someone offers 100-1 on anything you I take feel like it. I should you take that. In
3: it. a three-hour chess game, you'd beat me 1,000 games in a row. And by the way...
0: Did you ever see the Family Ties where Alex P. Keaton is studying for his exams and he starts taking amphetamines yeah. and he paints <laughs> and he paints and he paints the bedroom? Yeah, I think Fez might be. Uh, do you have an Adderall prescription, Fez?
2: I'm on I'm on the sun one. I've been, I've been uh, I, I took Sudafed last week and I and I can't get off of this it. This
0: reminds me, I'm a, it's got me by the balls. He's like,
1: I've started cooking it
0: in a lab
3: now.
1: It's like. <laughs>
0: They call it—my Smurfs are returning and sometimes they're empty-handed. I'm like
1: Kramer.
2: I need the chicken, Jerry. The chicken is good. I need the chicken.
1: See? I've been in touch with my
0: chemistry teacher from high school. Good chicken. Good chicken. (laughs) Don't scream into the mic. That's the one time you— I've never seen a guy radio 10 years. He goes into the mic and screams. Good chicken! (laughs) Exactly. Just go— All right. Last thing. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) This reminds me of when Fez had two white wines— at a pizza shop? Where, where, where was that at? <laughs> we were Grimaldi? with the
2: Pulitzer Prize winner. I don't think it was the Pulitzer. It was, it was, it was, I'm sorry, Don Venata? It was with Don. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no,
0: no. I'm talking about when we ate down across from the um, the district. Oh, yeah. And he had, a t- he had a shirt on that was like silky and kind of tight. And after the second wine, his nipples got hard. It oh. stayed hard the whole time. <laughs> and he was telling a lot of like let's just say and there was this one girl back at northwestern it was kind of two ahead. wines wendy. Does that
2: to you? It, it was wendy in cancun i was with my buddy dan i wore a silk shirt that night it was hot and steamy and we can, i did i was totally unsuccessful i, I really am
0: editing like, the, uh, right i'm gonna edit this with my uh, work no they want to hear it i of think of
1: course but, they do it's weird i Go was ahead.
2: completely unsuccessful i came back home and dan's like he takes a look at me and i'm ring literally wringing my shirt out like that that Broadcast news guy, you we know, were sweating through uh-huh. his jacket, and Dan looks at me. He's like, "Yeah, all that sweat didn't help." That's it. Sweat like a pig. Wendy said no go. I think so in did real you life, sweat guys. Every
0: night of your college life.
2: Now this was on spring break. This was uh- <laughs> in Cancun.
0: But what was the cause the other night?
2: My personality, <laughs> looks.
0: You know what's funny? I do think I.
1: That's a great line. Why don't you think you ever got laid in college? <laughs> Personality and looks mostly.
0: And I didn't wear deodorant. <laughs> Couldn't I, dance. I, cut, I used the, the flow beat to cut my it's, hair. <laughs> you know what's funny? I do think there's something to that you talk in existence. Because Fez objectively is a good looking guy for his age. Agreed. I mean, he is. It's just there's some people it's walking around hunched over. I mean, you duct tape shoes. I mean, what I'm saying is it's like, but he keeps talking himself down looks wise.
1: I think Fez is one of these. I I haven't seen a picture of Fez when he was 20.
0: Mm -hmm. You're just guessing.
1: I'm just guessing Fez was not in the high end of of like the high percentile. He should
0: be appreciating it now. He should
1: appreciate it now. He's bringing out a picture. I'm I'm I'm
0: guessing there was a good bit of acne.
1: I'm eager to see this. I'm
0: guessing there's a lot of acne. It's going to take a while. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I am done. Okay. I'm already 15 minutes late, but you know what? You got. I wanted to hear Fez's story. (laughs) Now, you know what we'll do when Fez is finally going to retire, and let's hope it's a long way into the future. Oh my God! Little you are bro- heavier set than little brother and me. Your fa- how is your face thinner now? Who told you to do this goatee like this? I don't know. It was a disaster. Look at that, because it makes your face look blocky.
1: What year was this?
0: You were what? Probably twenty 22? years ago. No, it was 20 30.
2: Years
1: ago? That's like, the 32, like thirty-two.
0: Probably yeah. thirty-two. Yeah, I tell you this, I wouldn't want to fight you necessarily. Mm. Look at doesn't, yeah, he look, doesn't he look like like almost like he played football?
1: He doesn't look as bad as I expected to look him to look.
0: But that's dirty. Oh,
2: here's about uh, twelve years ago with the event no, when I
1: first met him. Do we have All any right. pictures of you like in college? Yeah, I, I got to
2: find. No,
0: you it. actually mm-hmm. Jesus, God, dude, you look. You should have been getting laid left and right. Look at that. He looks. He looks like he could be a Greek, like a dude that with like a, a rich guy that for with a Greek. He looks Greek. Yeah, dude. This I mean, isn't bad. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I'm guessing in high school his ears were out, and it all happened then. I'm guessing, dude. I swear to God, that's that looks
2: looking good. pretty good there. Huh? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. Upset, <laughs> but now now we got to see. But those you can't things. leave. I got to ask you about something else. Go ahead quickly. NFL coaching. It's important. <laughs> so I'm, it's, it's important. So <laughs> Concur. The, so every time the media, when I'm doing hits and stuff, they're asking me about the new coaches, and I've been saying, "Look, I don't know." This is—I really don't know about the new the guys coming in, but this I say, this I do know.
0: You're saying the guys are virgins, like not McDaniel's you right,
2: got to do whatever. Right. Okay. But I do know this. I know Flores was a good coach. Mm-hmm. I know Zimmer was a good coach, mm-hmm. and I know Sean Payton was a great coach. Okay. So I've—I have a certainty, like with the Saints. Wow, this is a big downgrade. It Plus,
0: it's be. a coach that was on staff, so you—it's all lost.
2: Yes. On that same note, you well, know the guys who were bad coaches, DC. right? On the same note. Hey, I don't think we can do worse than Joe Judge. At the very least, we get another really mm. bad coach,
0: and we do the same, right? Yeah. So you're making a, a very interesting point. The relative There's uncertainty, but directionally, in some cases, you can be pretty sure. Yes. Okay. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Okay. You guys are going to talk. McKenzie, you got anything good on the NBA?
3: Always, every day, but nothing in particular that you need to do for the podcast. I don't like that pregnant pause. What was he doing? Were you I, I leaning back in your chair?
1: I think your, he was thinking about whether he should just say amen, brother.
3: Why doesn't he just <laughs>
0: – t- why don't you just say something immediately? That would be a good piece of advice. Amen, brother. I hear you. <laughs> um, let's do this. At the end of the pod, why don't we give him five or seven minutes to hit us with some NBA. Beautiful. Right? And you guys are going to talk uh, – you're going to do that co- – the only thing I want to stress on that system is the idea of how when the movement is happening – and then how it's doing against the opener versus the close. And this is when AJ's been asleep, for example. It's been, when he wakes up, he's like, Jesus, things moved. And, and then you guys are doing the college basketball. And I'm just going to repeat one more time. Make sure you use the button. I'm going to repeat one more time. Next Tuesday, we're taping in the afternoon. It will be out Tuesday night for the Thursday games, NCAA Tournament. Then same thing Wednesday for the Friday games, tape in the afternoon out by 9 p.m. Make sure you follow RJ Bows dream preview. All right, boys, we're lined up. I, we're in trusted hands here.
1: All right, before we get into some college basketball, got a couple minutes on NBA. Steve, you've got some questions about the NBA.
2: Yes, so hopefully Mackenzie can help me out with this because I believe we have had a season in the NBA like none other, and specifically being... Normally the NBA starts and Golden State's supposed to win 60 games, you know, when they have their dynasty team and they win 65 games or whatever it is, the dominant teams tend to be dominant. And the one theme that I've noticed, if I go back to what the season win numbers were to start the year, like the Lakers and the Clippers were both around 50, and Milwaukee was like 57 and Brooklyn was up there as well. Maybe not that high, but you get the idea. And it seems that, although there have been, Phoenix certainly ha- is on pace to win over 60. But aside from them, this has been a year more than any other where the teams, if you had just taken, it's like the opposite of the NFL. In the NFL, if you try to play the teams that are projected to win 12 games and play them all under, you're, just, you're bankrupt. You don't have any money left because the Chiefs go over along with all these other teams every year. The opposite has happened in the NBA where so many teams that were supposed to be you know, a top-three seed— they're struggling just to make the playoffs. It seems like there's been a fundamental shift in the NBA with player entitlement, empowerment, players not playing, teams taking nights off. That these, uh, it seems that the rules, all things being equal going forward, you've got to be out of your mind to be looking to back a team to win more than 50 wins on their season win, uh, certainly this year. But is that trend going to continue, McKenzie?
3: I think it will. I think you're 100% right. Michael Wilbon said this is going to be the most wide-open playoffs we've ever seen. So that's exciting. But if you look at the regular season, we are seeing a fundamental shift. Maybe it makes exciting more playoffs more exciting, but to me it makes the regular season kind of more murky. We don't really know what the real effort is. So just two years ago, 2019, five different teams had a season win over 55 games. This year, there was one, it was the Brooklyn Nets, 55 and a half, and they're not going to come close to that number. At the beginning of the year, we said this on straight out of Vegas. It seems that even before the season started, we know the Lakers are resting a bunch of people. We know the nets are resting a bunch of people. So yeah, you would be nuts to go. I mean, unless you're picking a team in the forties to go over, I think you would be nuts to go over on these season. Win totals, not knowing how the season's going to play out, what the motivation will be.
1: So does that mean that the golden state warriors 70 70- three win season is now like Cy Young's 511 wins it's just it's going to be
3: unconquerable that's what they said about the 72 win season yes yes to answer your question yes they were five and oh in overtime games so that's a coin flip that was very lucky close games they were also very lucky the Warriors shouldn't have won 73 games I don't think any other team's going to come close
2: I agree with that I think that'll be a record that's never broken so it's talk about the bad teams now. Historically, Tankapalooza hits this time of year and all the bad teams start mailing it in. I have not seen that. And specifically, I've seen quite a bit of perky effort out of teams like Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City. Do you think that that is going to continue where you're going to get an honest effort out of these bad teams all the way through the end of the year? Or will we finally see the true colors of the NBA where these bad teams just start emptying the bench and mailing it in the final
3: few weeks. I think it's a case-to-case basis. I agree with two of your teams. I'm going to strongly disagree with the Thunder. In the case of the Pistons, they just upset a few teams. They beat the Celtics. Very impressive. They have Cade Cunningham. They have the number one draft pick. They have a reason to think their franchise is on the uptick. Same thing with the Magic and Jalen Suggs. The Thunder, they might have optimism. Shea Gillis-Alexander is a great player, it's from the top down, there's very clear efforts to not get them to win games. Just a year ago, the Thunder lost 23 of their last 25 games, only covered seven times. This year, Josh Giddy, he has like an ankle, a knee, supposed to be two days. They said in a couple of weeks, we'll let you know where Giddy's at. By the way, he's their probably their second best player, small forward. So the Thunder, I think, are a fade team. They're losing by 37 right now to the Wolves. I did check that score. But in general... Uh, the Thunder are very much a fade team, but these other teams, if they have optimism, we see them compete on a night-to-night basis. I just, I, I made one NBA
1: bet all year. It was at the All-Star break. I took your Grizzlies over fifty-three Three and a half, fifty-three and a half. And then I'm feeling real good about that. Then they lost to the Rockets. I think well, we're well, still.
2: I think we're still okay. You
1: think we're still okay? In oh. fact
2: you know why we're okay because they got a couple of. I think they're on pace for 54 and a half. So I, st- I still think we're okay. game ahead. I think um, like,
3: you would agree with that, Mackenzie. You still like that bet, right? I would. And NBA 538 agrees, too, on pace for 55 wins. So
1: the, the Rockets have one win in their last 10 games. It was against <laughs> the freaking Grizzlies. Now, right? this
2: is this is interesting because I gave out on the podcast two best bets, right? I gave out Memphis over, and I believe I gave the Knicks, Knicks under. Uh, the Knicks have won one game, I believe,
1: since the All-Star okay. so I um And they play on Friday. So, there's a chance for us to go to double up, double dip. The Knicks have about as much chance of going over 35 and a
2: half as Obi Toppin has of winning MVP. Okay.
1: That, that's, <laughs> that's a 0% chance. 0. I think. 0.0. All right. Is that all we got on NBA? That's all I got. All right. Let's take a look at some of the trends in these conference finals games and. One thing that jumped off the page at me this year, and as we record, there's one more tonight. The Patriot final is tonight, Colgate and Navy. That opened at 130 and a half. Last I saw, it was down to 129. So it's it – Went down to 126 and a half, then back up okay. to 129. So, so we'll it's, it's see what the close is.
2: factions here in this Patriot League final. We'll
1: see what the close is. My guess is it will be below 130 and a half where it opened. I agree. And what that will be is 12 for 12 – on conference finals games being bet down from the open, from the open, from the first number you could bet 12 and, and oh. So, and that doesn't mean they've been 12 and zero to the under, mm-hmm. but they've been all bet down, some of them significantly. Uh, the big South final, for instance, opened 147, got bet, bet down to 140 and a half. Uh, the SoCon final from 143 and a half to 136 and a half. So these are are huge moves, seven point moves. It, that's a that's a massive massive move. Now
2: let me address the size of this move, okay? Because oftentimes the first number that's posted is at BetOnline, okay? Right? Mm-hmm. And they have a 250 dollar limit, all right. And it's not unusual if you look at the line history, for instance, with the Southern Conference. Uh, that was Chattanooga, right? Yep, Chattanooga yeah. and Furman. So, chat, the, so the Choo Choo's open 149, and like it's like literally at 4:40, it's 149, and it's like someone is waiting. It's like a sniper style. they they've been camped out all night for Bet Online to put their limits 250 dollars. At least my Bet Online is 250. Boom! Here comes Brad Powers. It was Brad Powers P- hits it, It's under 147 half. Hits it again. It's under one forty-five and a half. Like literally two pops, five hundred dollars. So, although it is the opening number, it's not an opener that people can really bet into right. unless they've been up all
1: night. It, it, yeah, and that's where the one forty-three and a half comes in. That's the widely available open. Yeah. So these these number they, these numbers are even more, you know, pushed down than what we're saying because Bet Online in a way is shaping what. The other books, what Westgate's going to post when they finally post, and it's not
2: just Bet Online. If, if Circa put this up or somebody yes. now, Bet Online, anyone in, in the world can bet. You have to be in Nevada to bet Circa. But but the point is that what's happened? There's been a fundamental shift. The legalization of sports betting has opened the markets up. At uh, it's like the opening bell rings at 7:30 Eastern now, which is 4:30 a.m. Pacific, and that's when boom people can go ahead and buy or sell Anacott Steel or the Chattanooga total. And that's when the, no, the the first numbers get posted and people are just ready to go. They're ready to rock. Yep. Like literally when I could even five years ago, you know, I groggy, I get out of bed. As long as I'm betting before seven thirty AM, the opener's gonna be the, the number will be within one point of the
1: opener that came up overnight. It's never been yep. like this before. The average move in a game through eleven games is three point six points, and despite
2: that, none of them have middled.
1: Not a one. Not one has middled, and the the over uh, unders are there's. I guess you go from the other way. Overs are five and six, so there's been six unders and five overs out of those eleven games. The interesting thing to me is some of these, like the some of the lines some of the totals that they've posted haven't even been close no and it really shows like we always talk about the odds makers or the betters
2: who's sharper and 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 I have to tell you like uh the really good betters behind closed doors they make fun of the bookmakers they, they do especially the really old bookmakers that the industry talks about how great these guys are and all the money they made for the companies and the like and how successful and 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 gifted they are no they basically just had to not screw it up because it's gambling it's like guess what all these all these Blackjack pit boss managers they're not doing anything. The only thing they need to do is attract and retain <laughs> bettors, and they'll be just fine because 95% of the people are, have no chance to win. But, um, and, and really the numbers McKenzie put together illustrate this, that the openers are all wrong. And if you blindly bet every opener since 2018, uh, McKenzie put these numbers together. Uh, I believe, uh, Mackenzie, you had those numbers. You, you would win quite a bit of money.
1: What would you have gone betting you're, under? You're 34 to the over, 51 to the under, and a push, 60%. 51, 34? 51 unders, 34 overs, 60, one push. That's 67%. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, no, that's 60. You're right. Yeah, okay. I just can't do
3: math anymore, people. Just
1: just fire me. I'm. Yeah, I'm, you're, I'm not, you're losing your usefulness if you just, can't do math. I, I just
3: bash That's the, funny. They, I use the calculator, and I'm like, wait a minute. How did I mess that up? I like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like bashing these
2: old-school fossil bookmakers, and now I'm I, clearly i I'm, I'm become that mathematically. But if you bet these right before the game tips off, you don't do quite as well, Versa do you? Versus
1: close, you're 42, 42, and 2, 50%.
2: Which shows how efficient the closing market has been, and how inefficient the opening
1: market. Now, has been. here's some from this year in particular. The biggest move I mentioned was that SoCon final move uh, from one thirty six and a half, or excuse me, from one forty three and a half to one thirty six and a half, so a seven point move. It's still missed by nine and a half points. Still what way? It's under. still nine and a half under. One of the shortest moves. That game went overtime. Yeah, one of the shortest moves was Still went way under. 150 to 149 on the Northeast final, so only dropped one point. What what did the
2: Northeast final land?
1: Uh it landed 113. <laughs> yep, that's uh <laughs> missed a little on that. One. That's 36 points under the the final number. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're missing by huge numbers the Atlantic Sun final, which we haven't we haven't addressed on any of our shows or podcasts. The Atlantic Sun final was Bellarmine versus uh, Jacksonville, and because Bellarmine won that game, Jacksonville State, who wasn't even involved in the game, is now in the tournament. Regular season, regular season so, champion. So think
2: about that. And I'm I'm going to be hypercritical of the committee. This would never happen in the NFL. They would never have a stupid rule. The rule no. is if you upgrade from Division Two to Division One. You're not allowed to make the tournament for four years. The reason they cited is they want to be able to, they're striving to make sure that the competitive balance is yeah. there wh- like like wh- why not wh- what like They're how the somehow y-
1: somehow you've got an edge coming up
2: from so D- if only there team? was
3: a tournament to decide who would go to the bigger tournament <laughs> like, like to decide like, if you're competitive enough to play they don't just take make sense.
2: the team names and put them in a drum people and pull out like <laughs> randomly the team that's going to the effing tournament and this is the dumbest thing I mean we all Bellarmine won the term they all got up to dance they never got the chance and
1: then meanwhile Jacksonville. <laughs> Who lost to Bellerman the night after they beat Jacksonville State? Now Jacksonville State, who they just beat, is off to the dance. So it's it's a really weird situation. I don't like it one bit. I don't. I I think the real answer is don't don't have a rule that says you can't play in the tournament of for four not. years. Like of course, if you're good enough it's to make just it, just these it.
2: old school shrimp cocktail guys that are just like, oh, you know, it's like we're going to protect our. You know the guys that are that that we've done business with before. And we're not going to let any any new upstart take away any of their bids.
1: But that that conference final got bet from one twenty three to one twenty one and a half, and then landed one forty nine. So, but that was that was an, was that an overtime? No,
2: no, that, oh, that no, was, overtime. no overtime. You know that live wagering that game was like a one twenty five with three minutes to go. It was the most entertaining final couple minutes you will ever see.
1: So the second lowest total. That's been po- no. That's the lowest total that's been posted in the conference finals. Mm. Went over by twenty seven and a half points. Mm. So probably shouldn't be teasing those college basketball totals. Don't. Yeah, I don't know what. The, like all I know is the the numbers, the bookmakers, the market, whoever's shaping the market. They're not that close. They like I there's it, there seems like there's some wiggle room on if you know if it's which side you're going to be on. There's some wiggle room. Well, maybe when when you're betting live wagering, also, and you're watching a game, that if
2: you directionally have nailed whether this is going to be an under and over, you probably don't have to sweat that you missed the opener by three points and play the worst number.
1: So, with about, I think there's ten conference finals still to be played. Over under, how many get bet down from the opener? Will everyone? Will that Will this should be across? I'm going to say there'll be
2: one that doesn't. Okay. And the one that doesn't will be like a Big Twelve final or a Big Ten final where both teams are already in the tournament. And what will happen is that there'll be a coach speak saying, "You know what? This is like Iowa's going to be in the finals. It going to be like a happy action fun game because mm-hmm. a reward game for the players. And both teams are already in the tournament. They don't need the the win.
1: Okay. That's why I this is and this trend is what kept me off of it because last night. The West Coast Conference tournament was the first example of a, a tournament final where both teams were safely in. And, Gonzaga and, and, and St. Mary's and are you both had to get in. Bet down below the one forty. It, it started one forty two, got bet to one forty, and I was like, mm. I want to bet the over because it's a Gonzaga game and it's lined at one forty. I feel like this is I should be. What? It, and if, you got a St. Mary team that hacks down twelve it, with seconds oh, remaining. Oh boy, poor St. Mary's backers who came all the way from. San Francisco to bet hard-earned dollars on their team against Gonzaga, and their team fouls down 12, lined 12-and-a-half. 12 Ouch. That had to cover the second half there, down 10. What was the second half line, maybe five and a half, Something like that, yeah. But I didn't bet the
2: over because of this trend of unders. And But there, but there is no trend of unders. There's a trend of unders on openers.
1: Th- that is true. So
2: you, you. So basically what this is saying is that it, it's going to be 50-50 at, um, at close, So trust your handicap. And if, as long as, but, but, but don't you dare ever think about betting an over, I'm going to throw the media under the bus. I'm watching like some other media places and, and like the numbers just coming up. Right. And they're like, Oh, I like the over in that game. And it's like, you realize every one of these games is going to get bet.
1: Wait 20 minutes. You'll like the over more.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Which is why I, again, I would have said if, if, if this were a regular season game and it said Gonzaga, St. Mary's total 142, I would have said, Ooh, Mm-hmm. I'll take the over, but I said I'll wait. I thought it might get pushed down even more than it did. It only got pushed down two points, which has been that is the the third smallest push. Almost every game's being pushed more than like I said, average been three point six. By the way,
2: if I have to watch one more college basketball game where a team at the end of the first half scores with forty to thirty eight to forty seconds left. And the other team that has never played a college basketball game their entire lives, clearly, rushes to inbound the ball when the play clock is 37, and now they don't get the final shot because the shot clock's 30. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's like a fourth grader would say, you know, take her time, tick, tick, tick. It's almost like baseball. I think, you, Mackenzie, how long before you got teed up for delay of game could you go? I think you could go eight seconds. After a basket with you could, forty, you
3: could shave five off, no problem. No
2: problem, you know. if You tie your shoe, you know. <laughs> pretend like to pick up. The, oh, I dropped the Do, ball. Yeah, just I miss the ball. Up.
3: Just have the ball and run away exact from you.
2: sack, kick it accidentally, you know, inadvertent kick, you know, and they they, they, they they never stop the clock. And it's it's the dumbest rule ever. At the end of the first half, they and true in the second half in the final minute the clock stops. Why the hell doesn't the clock stop in the final minute of the Good first question. half? And yet you know why? Because no one's there. There's no one smart enough in any of these coaching staff, I mean, I got a, I got a question, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say, but. Um, well, you met coach K. Did you ask him? Well, since I was already costing him in the bathroom, I felt <laughs> it. I felt it wasn't it was appropriate. inappropriate yeah, at met, the time. Met coach K at Michael's in South point. I'm sorry. I, I stalked the man. So I apologize. All right. He's a great
1: man. Let's get into, is he a great man? Chicago he took guy. The, the most
2: thankless job of all time. He he coached the U.S. Olympiads. You either lose or you meet expectations. That's not an easy job.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't know if he's a great man. He's a great coach, certainly. But I I always go back to the kid that he like chastised in the handshake line, and then he said, yep. and then he said, I didn't say that. And then the tape came out of him saying exactly what they accused him of, and he was like. Okay, yeah, I might have said it. Hey, you
2: had to put, you had to put up with Bobby Knight for a while, you know. Come on, give give the guy a break.
1: All right, before we get into our game, I got to save the people some money, Fez. I got to I got to help them save some money here as they get into March madness. You know they're going to want to use these these coupons. They're going to they're going to buy some picks, probably from you. They they should buy or may, hell, maybe from McKenzie. Maybe they're loving NBA. And did you win your NBA play today, McKenzie? How would I know that? I've been at work. He's been working all day, Fez. You, He'll know. Are, you, you, so, you've been surfing porn when you're looking
2: away and not checking the scores? I purposely don't check the scores during the podcast. That's commendable.
1: But whoever you're into, and you know what? Let me. Let me
2: Elizabeth Hurley.
1: Yeah. Let me toot my own horn for just a second. Go ahead. UFC package from Saturday. I heard someone went undefeated
3: 7 and 0 oh. 7 and oh. Wait a minute, but $100 better. How much did he win?
1: $1280. I'll take it. Yeah. So you had you had
3: four favorites, three
1: dogs? Uh no, I I think four plus monies. Four plus money. So more so
2: it would pay more than the uh, yeah. 128
1: to 1. Yeah, it was it was, a, it was good uh it was, well, it wasn't all, it wasn't a parlay. It was all uh I understand. Yeah, yeah. so but it people did well people it was a good, it was a good night so if you're if you're into the UFC that's available as well uh but it's something for everybody out there is what we like to when say When is the
2: next UFC card
1: This one Saturday This Saturday? Yeah. You, got, will you, you when, be, when will you be releasing? I hope it'll be released tomorrow. Outstanding. Yeah. Um well, going to th- let me know this time when you're say playing, right? Thursday it should be released. So Kenzie
2: sends me his NBA
1: I'll, I will send you my UFC. I didn't know if you were into that kind of stuff, but I'll I'll, uh, um, I'll send you what I got. I actually feel if if they
2: invented UFC first and then someone invented this thing called boxing, people would say this is the dumbest sport ever. It's like you can you can only like <laughs> I punch. enjoy both. You can only punch. I, I enjoy both and myself. And um, but... compared to like this which, this other um um uh, contest where you can fully utilize you know all the possibilities to knock. An opponent's much more realistic.
1: I, I, I do agree. Whoever you want to buy here at pregame.com, we make it easy for you. One-time promo code CHAMP20. C-H-A-M-P-2-0. 20 champ 2 20 percent off. Whoever, can, McKenzie? I buy an,
2: can I buy an annual?
1: Can I get McKenzie's annual? Yes. That's, that's outstanding. Ask me another one. Can you get a, a all-access weekender?
2: Yes. Can Which, I buy Dave Esler's dollar? If when the next time use the dollar and get it for 50 cents.
1: Well, no, you would get it 80 for, cents. for 80 cents. Your ma- again, your math is slipping. <laughs> uh, but yes, I get technically you could. That would feel like a waste of the coupon code though.
2: <laughs> That's kind of like, like every now and then someone's like, you know, first deposit 20% bonus. I'm going to deposit a dollar. Yeah. So,
1: but, but if you $1! said, if you said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to football already and I know Steve Fezic is going to kill it at football. And you there's a package that they put up where that's uh Fez and I together. All, all my college, all Fez's in NFL. 20% off that. So whatever you want, 20% off. Champ USFL coming. Of Oh, watch Fez kill it. Watch him kill it. You know these baseball guys, we don't talk about baseball.
2: F baseball. F these greedy owners and the lockout. And everything associated with baseball, we're just going to bet football,
1: well, you know what they did properly. They got right. The shift, bigger bases
2: a oh, bigger base like like that's think been about very this.
1: important to me for yeah, a long time,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's see. we're We're right on the cusp of things. You know what? They, studies have shown there's fewer injuries with bigger bases. Mm. So, 40 years later, we're going to increase the base size. Very good. Like, <laughs> yeah. back in and, – and literally, correct me if I'm wrong, they actually – like, they, they're based on each side of the, at first base. At first base, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like – so Little League is, like, light years in front of yeah, MLB. Yeah, they figured
1: it out. Wonderful. All right, let's get into the game that RJ set up. We we took the 12 teams. And now, I guess the first question is, of the, the top 13 uh, – and actually there's 14 of them because there's a three-way tie at 13 – did you think, or three-way tie, tie at 12, did you think that if I, if I said, these are the teams that can win the tournament, did I leave out any teams that you think can win the tournament?
2: Let me take a quick look.
1: Uh, uh, so I'll read my list here. Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Auburn, Duke, Baylor, Purdue, Kansas, Nova, Tech, Texas Tech, uh, Tennessee, and Illinois. That was the end of my list. And the two teams in the odds, in the top 15 in the odds that I'd left out were UCLA and Houston. Uh, the teams that you might be wondering about, Wisconsin I left out, Arkansas I left out, Texas, uh, USC, North Carolina. So th- those are the teams that I left out.
2: Yeah, Arkansas can win the tournament.
1: Okay, so you would have added Arkansas. Did any of the teams that I had in, any of my 12 teams, did you think that they could not win the tournament?
2: I don't think Purdue can win. Okay. I think Purdue is massively overrated. They've got that nine-foot-tall guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yes. Um, their chemistry looks all wrong for a team. Every time I watch this team, they look no better than the number eight or nine seed they're playing. on every one of the games, maybe it's selective viewership. The games I just happened to watch at Purdue, they don't impress me at all.
1: The problem with Purdue is, and the reason why they don't fit a typical model that says they can win a championship, is because they suck on defense. Yes, uh, but they are so and – and you know what? Maybe I'm contradicting myself because you could say the same thing about Iowa. They can't win. Uh, I they, don't, they never win. I don't think they can win. But Every per- year, Allen,
2: Boston. This is a Final Four team. Allen, they're not even going to get out of the first weekend. But be- Iowa sucks.
1: But because Purdue has – it might be got, better this year. Iowa it, might be better this year. They're good, but they suck on defense. Yeah. But Purdue's got NBA talent, so I, I'm like, oh, this is the best offense in the country, number one ranked offense in the country. They are 100th in defense. which, So for me to say they suck when they're better than 248 teams is, is probably overkill. But when you're talking about a, a national title contender, a team with the 100th best defense... Doesn't win the national championship.
2: Now, when they're playing Texas Tech in the uh, third rounds, right? And all of a sudden, it's thirty-eight, thirty-seven with eight minutes to play.
1: So we will we'll leave Arkansas out, which if you think they can win, fifty to one is the number. Uh, and we'll look at the twelve teams that I circled, and I want to know. And RJ said forced bet six of them you buy at their current number, six you sell at the current number, and we're going to have a crossfire on the ones that we disagree on. Um, so let's start at the top, Gonzaga. By agreed by that, right now the the current the odds have gone uh, the the odds have shortened on them plus three seventy. Clear cut best team in
2: the country. Only concern is if they played the tournament in December, they win it. But now the the knock on the Zags has always been they play the elite competition in November, but then they beat up on the cupcakes and they're not ready to go. Well, their conference is actually pretty good this year. Yeah, so that's that's in their favor, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, three potentially four teams from their conference going to make the tournament. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good season, and they did they played Texas non conference, they played UCLA, they played Duke, they played Alabama, Texas Tech. They go out of their way non conference to test themselves. So this is a battle tested team, uh, and then St Mary's is, is a, a top twenty Ken Palm team. I mean this wow. is a very good team. So uh, we agree on Gonzaga, Arizona number two at plus six fifty.
2: Clear-cut second-best team in the country. I'm buying Arizona. Like everything about them. I think the loss at Colorado was an aberration, scheduling-related. Every time I watch this team, it looks like that they're just – I hate to use eye test. They're really freaking good.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I've heard people say they're too young. Maybe they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I I mean, there's four freshmen and a sophomore, um, and it's a first-year coach. Which I don't know if a first year co a first year head coach McKenzie, maybe you can check that out while we're doing this has a first year head coach ever won the NCAA tournament? Huh. My instinct would be to say no because I think I feel like it'd be a huge deal if they had right. Like who's when does that ever happen? I mean, I guess maybe if like you're taking over a team, yes, like whoever, t- like when when they take over for Mike Krzyzewski next year, it's not like Duke's going to have a bad team, mm-hmm. but. That's that's interesting. I would bet no, there's never been a first-year head coach win. Correct.
3: Kevin Ollie won it after two seasons. Besides him, nobody else Mm. within their first five. Really?
1: So this would be – so no one who's – Kevin Ollie's the only guy who's ever coached less than five years to
3: win a tournament. Yes, according to CBS Sports, Steve Fisher was an interim in 1989. And then Don Haskins did it in year five. Tom
1: Izzo did it in year five. Wow. My boy
3: Larry Brown did it in year seven. Mm. Don Haskins at
1: Texas Western, now UTEP. That's the Glory Road. Good movie. I've heard. Good movie. You've never seen it? I have not. Would, is your boy interested in movies like that? Would he like a a, a feel good sports movie? Nah. No, my kids love them. They eat them up. I we've seen you know them what we're all. We're gonna
2: see is Big. He hasn't seen Big yet with oh, Tom yeah. Hanks. My kids like Big. that's a good one.
1: Oh yeah, my kids like Big. What about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Are you gonna show him that? Probably I'm going to wait a while because of the adult content and I Ferris
2: Bueller's Day Off has a weakness. The protagonist is not very likable. You got really? yeah, you love Cameron, you love the girl.
1: Ferris is like the most likable character ever. No. He's like how do you not cheer for him? Everybody likes him. The dweebs, Man, hope, the shitheads. <laughs> I hope you are in
2: the movie. <laughs> I hope your brother's feeling better. Oh, screw you!
1: <laughs> She's the only one who doesn't like Ferris. Yeah, his sister is the well, only. one. The beauty one. of
2: that is that what made the movie so good is like that Bueller, Bueller. It, like, yeah. like like the you know the girl is great. The um, Ben Stein. Ben Stein's great. I mean, uh, across the board, uh, they have a Cubs game. You know, what, what's the what's the score? Zero zero. Who's ahead? The Bears.
1: <laughs> What's terrible is the principal in that movie, Principal Rooney. Oh, he's good. He uh, and at the you know at the end of the movie, he breaks into the house, and right? the sisters like she, she screams and then kicks him because he's broken into the house. Of a high school girl, it turns out he's a child molester. So that oh, he really is in real life, he was oh. the actor was. This is so kind of a dark twist. Did he go to prison? Uh, I don't know if he went to prison or not. We should look that up. But yeah, he was the he he, he supervo. Thank you for that extra information. Let's yeah.
2: move on to our on a related note. Let's move on to the <laughs> University of Kentucky. Kentucky, buying or selling? I'm selling. I this I, is our first
1: disagreement. So that
2: over the course of the year, I went back to... we spoke about this in our last. I pod. guess we have to do this. Kentucky and Tennessee basically have had comparable years. I get it. Kentucky, youthful team, they're going to get better. Better coaching. Kentucky seven to one. Where the hell is Tennessee? Oh, forty to one. So, yes, Kentucky should be favored over Tennessee to by a factor of seven.
1: No, no, that's that. I do find that to be a little ridiculous. I have a feeling we're going to agree on the next one. And uh, uh, my thoughts on Kentucky. I think that very similarly to the years where they they gel late in the season because they've got a bunch of freshmen i think a bunch of transfers could work in the same way so i think that th- there's a possibility that this team just gets right and or, or, i say gets right like they haven't been really really good all season long which they absolutely have been uh but i i feel like they could still play really well in the tournament setting and it, my concern would be that it, you know they've lost to the elite teams that they've played they've beat some of those teams Mm -hmm. they beat kansas pretty handily but lost to auburn uh lost to arkansas and then uh they split with tennessee and then lost to duke at the beginning of the season in kind of a non-competitive game a game that i think the final score was eight points and it wasn't as close as it as it seemed. so uh auburn we're gonna fade Auburn. I'm also Who's, fading Auburn's Auburn. Auburn's
2: gonna make this tournament? Who let these guys in?
1: They're, Auburn's gonna end up being a one seed probably.
2: So it's critical of poor Alan Boston. I'll be I'll be very um complimentary. He mentions about teams finding their level and be careful when you're whenever you're putting a team much higher, or much lower than they historically have been at. And when is Auburn a number one seed? I mean, Auburn. If they're a number 1 seed, that means they got fortunate. They played well early in the year. They're just not that good. And they would be a team I'm going to look to actively fade throughout the tournament.
1: Yeah, and they've got some decent wins, non-conference wins. They beat Loyola uh, non-conference. They beat Murray State, which in hindsight is a a really nice win non-conference. But they didn't—the best Power 5 team— that they played non-con... Well, Power Six, I guess, in basketball. Best Power Six team that they played non-conference was UConn, who beat them. After that, Nebraska. Nebraska.
2: Uh, uh, No one is playing better than Nebraska.
1: oh And Oklahoma, they played later in the season. When does
2: Nebraska play their tournament game? Today.
1: They're playing Northwestern, right?
2: Uh, I don't know what... We're talking about a Nebraska team that has, like, punked uh, 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 Penn State in their crib. Oh, they're playing currently. Took care of uh, two uh, top... Thirty teams. On did, you, the road? did you
1: like a side, Nebraska, Northwestern today?
2: This is interesting because I, I know. The answer is no. But I would be shocked if Northwestern covered. But I didn't want to go. I did. I. I did not. Want, I know you're supposed to fade a team that's red hot, undeservedly so, like Nebraska. So I would have bet Nebraska, but I passed.
1: Nebraska. Who? Th- and this is gonna blow your mind. Northwestern won seventy-one to sixty-nine. Nebraska was up 14 at halftime. Nebraska blew a massive lead to your Northwestern Wildcats, and I
2: should have bet on them because I know Nebraska is better than Northwestern, and they're catching four crappy points. I mean, Mm. what am I? eh, I I hate playing on a team that's red hot going into these conference tournaments. It's it's not the way to go, and I think we saw that. You know, uh, we see like Boston College winning today. Yeah, yeah. What is that? You know, it's like well. These teams look ahead, you know, the Northwestern's like, who are we playing the second round?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're both fading Auburn. Duke, 12-1 to 1 also. Clear fade. Way Same. too
2: many distractions. Um, and you've got this whole controversy of, I, you know, I didn't actually see Coach K apparently cursed everybody out and ruined the post-game celebration or something, but whatever. He's just I, this a, is not acceptable.
1: He's a bitter dude.
2: You know, you, you wonder, like, guys like Belichick, at some point, like, what the um, – the drive for excellence
1: probably just wreaks a toll on the family <laughs> life.
2: It, it has to. It, it has to.
1: Yes. All right. Let's look at Baylor 12 to one.
2: Sure. What's not to like? Baylor, I I, I think they're getting better. Uh, I test whenever I watch them. Looks like a, a team that can beat anyone. Yes.
1: I'll go against Baylor. Mm. Uh, this is a team that is not healthy. Losing JTT every day, John, as they call him, uh, and they haven't had LJ Crier in weeks. I don't know when he's going to be back. So his
2: nickname is Every Day, and he can't go.
1: He can't go. Huh. His name's Every Day John, and he he had a he's the one who had the nasty leg injury against mm-hmm. Texas. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't. This team they they lost two guy their two best players last year. You're not going to have, you know, it's not going to be the same team. Arizona
2: lost their five best players last
1: year. Arizona replaced them with better players. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Baylor did not do that. Uh, so we, we disagree on them. And then, I, I like, one of the reasons, a lot of people were saying Baylor in the conference tournament, but Baylor's in the same part of the bracket as Texas Tech. Texas Tech beat them twice. It's just a bad matchup. Um, so I, I'm, I'm fading Baylor. I think we both agree on 14-1 to 1 Purdue. We're fading them. Oh, yeah,
2: Purdue. I if you if you said you know I I saw this a guy in the Midwest bet twenty five thousand on Purdue ten to one, and this was to win the tournament. Yeah, this was back in like January, and I just thought to myself, hashtag Bruno Mars eight hundred dollars tickets, hashtag Katy Perry three hundred dollars tickets, hashtag fool and his money, hashtag you know people um,
1: just uh, make poor life decisions. All right, let's look at. Hate We're, hate Katie Perry. Uh we are at Kansas 15 to 1. Uh
2: fade Kansas.
1: Also he, fading Kansas.
2: Uh in a nutshell. Um I'm a bitter person, and the fact that they <laughs> came up so empty in their second game against TCU after they lost at TCU, and they rove the very next game, they're home against TCU and they almost lose again. And then they're home against Texas after two disappointing games against TCU, and they almost lose again, and yet they somehow cover that game. Uh this team is not Gelling at the right time.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, didn't play well down the stretch. Like you said, the, the non cover against TCU after the back to back losses. And then they did cover against Texas, but that was in overtime. Uh, it's a seven point win in overtime at home. Not playing great ball right now. I don't know how much they'll prioritize the conference tournament. Um, I guess from a fundamental standpoint, they're built like a team that I kind of like they've got a good big man and they've got really good guard play with with Obaji and uh and Christian Braun uh, and Dewan Harris but I, I don't I, there's just something about them that'm I'm, I'm not I'm not really in love with uh-huh. so I I'm, I'm out on Kansas Villanova at 24 to one forced bet I would be in on
2: now this actually looks to have value to me if you can believe it I'm shocked Villanova's getting 25 to one. The, think about this. So you look at a team like Providence, they're 80 to one. Villanova's like light years better than Providence. Villanova's like laying three on the road and nine at home against Providence. Um, They're not even the same, you know, galaxy to discuss. um, I mean, maybe Villanova's not elite, but they're certainly, you know, at the end of the year, if they win the tournament, you could come turn around and say, well, they were the best team this year. You know, and so for a team to, like that to be twenty-five to one, with a pedigree of success in the past, a really good coach, absolutely.
1: My uh, and I, I agree with that. My one concern on Villanova is if you go back to the non-con and you look at their the four games that they played against high-level competition, loss against UCLA, which was in overtime. It was a painful loss. They should have won that game, but they lost it. Lost to Purdue, lost to Baylor, and then they beat Tennessee. So one and three against high level competition, and that Baylor game, if you remember, it was fifty seven to thirty six. They scored thirty six points in a basketball game. Was, it was like, well, how many how many games did Gillespie miss for them this year? Just a few, right? Uh, I I don't think he's played thirty. I don't know. wasn't, he's
2: he, miss, wasn't he fighting through an injury then? In
1: uh, missed zero games this year. Uh, I
2: stand corrected. Yeah, sorry in about Full, that.
1: full minutes load. Okay. so um so I, I I like this team. Um, I I think that they are probably better than their record says they are. Uh, So, if at you know, forced bet on these top 12, six up, six down, Villanova's, uh, they were one of the easy ones for me Mm -hmm. to put an up by. Uh, Texas Tech, 25 to one. Sure, what's not to like about Texas Tech? They're they're built to be able to beat anyone. Yeah, Texas Tech is, uh, they're a a down for me. Um, I don't, kind of the same way I said about Purdue, I, I like how Purdue stinks on defense, I just don't think Texas Tech is good enough offensively to to win the tournament. And uh, this is—they are the best defense in the country, fantastic. They have—they've been without Kevin McCullough. I don't know what his status is, oh. and they've been without a lot of guys throughout the season. So, and they've—they've they've held their own because uh, they—they were without Adonis Arms for a little while. Uh, they were without Terrence Shannon for a, for a good while. They were uh, so they—they've dealt with injuries. But he's key to what they do, certainly. I don't know what his health status is. And then losing to to TCU and Oklahoma State down the stretch, those are sort of red flag losses to me. Um, I, I don't know that I can totally trust. They've got a lot of losses on their schedule this year against teams that are like fringy tournament teams or not tournament teams. Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma, TCU, Oklahoma State, I feel like if you're a national champion, you don't lose those types of games, especially multiples of those types of games. So I'm out on Texas Tech. Uh, I've had four up, six down, so I can tell you I'm up on the last two. Tennessee, 40-1. to
2: I'm up on Tennessee. I okay. think I think they're like I said their body work has been comparable to Kentucky and they're 40 to 1 and Kentucky is 7 to 1. So I'm up on Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I like Tennessee a lot and they've they, they've been just killing it. They've won 9 out of 10. Uh they've won 12 of their last 13 SEC games. They finished the season really strong. They are elite defensively and they can turn it up on offense. It's it's spurdy offensively. But when they're on, they 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 can be a monster. And I I do like this team quite a bit. I, I like Rick Barnes. I feel like he's a guy who's probably overdue for one. So I I like Tennessee at 40 to one. I think there's good value there. And finally, Illinois 40 to one.
2: Closest call of the bunch. And initially I saw I I put him in green, but I've already used up six green, so I gotta say you down. You gotta say down. I gotta say down.
1: Yeah, I I love the way Illinois's built. I loved Illinois. Uh, is a is a preseason future they have not been as crisp as i'd like to see them um but the way they are built with kofi coburn just a dominant force inside trent frazier now
2: there's a the guy who could take care of you on the octagon
1: i'm i'm pretty certain yeah that kofi coburn would beat me up uh but trent frazier's outstanding uh defensively he's he's awesome Alfonso plummer has been very good They, I think they are very well coached. I love Brad Underwood. So this is a team and, and this, they're a balanced team. They're top 30 offense and defense Mm -hmm. and Ken Palm, one of the few teams that can say that. So Christmas card to um, Wisconsin for
2: allowing them to win the big 10.
1: Yes, Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know how Wisconsin loses that game. Like all you got to do is beat Nebraska and you're the big 10 champion. The team, like the last the place team. The that team. can't even
2: hold a double-digit lead against Northwestern. The
1: last place team, you can't beat them.
2: Just terrible. So there you go. Uh, to, to summarize, so I am down on Kentucky and Illinois, and you are on, on them. So we're head-to-head on those. Yep. And I am pro-Baylor and pro-Texas Tech, and you are anti
1: yep. those two teams. I'm anti-Big 12 is probably the easiest way to put it.
2: You know, it's interesting because I don't know if it, if it came across here, but I am anti-Big 10. I really think, like, one of the prop bets I'll be looking to play is Big Ten wins because, you know, just the eye test. Whenever I'm watching I think Michigan State just stinks. I think they're terrible. And everyone's like, oh, Izzo, you know, in the tournament, and he has been so good. But um, I go back to Northwestern, a really mediocre bad team every year other than their one tournament year when they hung in with Gonzaga. When Northwestern can win half their games, the conference stinks.
1: Yeah. Here's the, the current list of teams projected in for the Big Ten by Br- Bracket Matrix. Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, all projected in. I do have a best bet. Indiana just out.
2: I have a best bet pursuant to this. Okay. All right, everyone's going to yell because it's minus 450. All right? Mm, You don't pay the VIG when you win. This is at um, DraftKings has this. Okay. Will Michigan make the tournament? I am betting yes, minus 450. I think it will take a confluence of events that are so extreme for them to... They're going to have to get blown out by Indiana. They'll still be 11-10 and in the Big Ten. They'll still have a a plus 500 record in the Big Ten. And Indiana will make the tournament with a below 500, 9-11 record over the regular season. So if Indiana goes on a run... You know, then Michigan's lost Indiana will look better. If Indiana doesn't go for a run, Michigan's record in the big 10 will win out. Bottom line is I think there's going to have to be like massive chaos, six, seven teams that weren't going to get a bid to steal Michigan's bid. I don't even think they're currently on the bubble on the fun as far as the last four. So, I think Michigan has a 90% chance to make this tournament. Obviously, if they beat Indiana, they're in. It's going to be close to a pick But even if they lose, they'll be one of the
1: last four in. And to recap the ones that we are agreeing on, Gonzaga, Arizona, we both like. Auburn, Duke, we both dislike. Purdue, we dislike. Kansas, we dislike. Villanova, we both like. And then Tennessee, we both like. So Now, we skipped UCLA. I left I UC- I didn't even add UCLA to my list of teams that can not win. I don't healthy. think they can win. Yeah, I agree with that. So, and I skipped Houston and, and
2: Miracle Run. The only reason they're even appearing on this list is because they win an overtime game in the first round last year, yep. and and otherwise they're not even. We're not even considering. I,
1: I think UC- If if UCLA's number said fifty to one, you could maybe interest me in like throwing a flyer out there. But I, I, twenty eight. I'll give to you one. eighty. Oof. I'll know. give
2: you eighty right now. Mackenzie, you want him? Eighty to one. Not interested. Yeah. There was a year Michigan State was the number two, a uh, number two seed. The mechanical parlay paid 130 to one. Really? They made the finals. Wow. Now that was against a great I think that was a great Florida team that they had to, like they were they're a five and a half point dog in the finals. Okay. But um it just shows basically what happens is that from the round three on, they were just, you know, right around pick them, you know, for um, and, and, and you start doing the math, um, you know, you have a half, then you have a fourth, then you have an eighth. And now all of a sudden, but wait a minute, I'm only going to win that last game one fourth of the time. There's a one and, th- and 32. And, and they were a substantial dog in one of their other games. Too.
1: And, and we've been tracking these conference tournaments, and outside of Gonzaga and Murray State in the Ohio Valley, mechanical parlay, prohibitive favorites. Mechanical, yeah, both those minus money favorites. Mechanical parlay is the way to go. And I think maybe South the only
2: Dakota State was a kind of like um, it was close, it was close.
1: Yeah, and, and the only team left that, that fits that mold that maybe you're better off just betting them Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: and Arizona was my best bet on the college pod, yep. minus 140. It didn't hurt. It, it it did not hurt my case that little sisters of the poor, you know, the 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 rich spoiled kids from Stanford somehow were the beneficiary of. By the way, that's where I want my son to go to school. So, don't send me hate mail. Um, the uh, they, they
1: say it's the Northwestern of the West Coast. That's what I've heard. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: yes. There's like in the South, there's Rice, and in the West, there's Stanford, and in Chicago, there's Northwestern. What's interesting is then there's other schools like academic schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the true like best academic school in the country is the University of Chicago, but you'd have to be a complete Dumbo to want to go there, if, at least if you. Um, in terms of social life and oh, is it like highest a,
3: suicide rate, lowest satisfaction rate? University oh, of it, Chicago. Yep. Wow, is that why you chose Yale? Actually, yeah, it was it was one of my probably top five schools, University of Chicago. But there was there's a bleak aura around the campus. One of the low points of my Northwestern career is I was on the chess
2: team and we took the L down to the University of Chicago, which is not... I would not recommend that. And I would not recommend that... I mean, it's through the worst part of the city. And we were carrying chess clocks and chess sets. So... (laughs) We were we were a chess gang on it's the such south a goal. side. I'm just
1: imagining. You this is your so colors golden. on,
2: <laughs> and we got and we got. You were
1: all wearing purple, weren't you? Oh
2: your... God! And Eric Schiller and company just—he's like a master. He just smoked us so bad. And then you guys had to like ride the train back. back. all Oh, dejected. I, we, we didn't win a game. They, we did not oh. win a game against the masters of the University of Chicago, but the... we did finished better than them in the Pan-American games, which has got to go down as one of the greatest upsets of all time. Does it
1: bum you out when, like, you go to a school like Northwestern, which is, like, one of the elite institutions in the country, and then there's still guys who, like, shit on you intellectually? Like, that would just drive me crazy. I'd much rather be, like...
2: No, because I, I, you know what?
1: I'd, I'd no. li- I like knowing that there's people who go to the Ivy League and go to Northwestern. It's just like an everyday dude. I like knowing that they're, they're like those are the smartest people I'm gonna I'm gonna come across. I hate knowing that there's a level above that. Yeah, but you look at like the Otters program
2: at a school like Michigan or Ohio State, and you've got guys in Illinois that are just so tremendously gifted, and if they wanted to, they could have gone to Yale or Harvard and okay. done great. Yeah, right. I mean, so it's so, so it's 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 very similar to. Um, Larry Bird played for Indiana State and he was the best player that year in the country. Yeah, you know, and people are like, "Oh, Indiana State will never have the best player." Well, they did that year. You yeah, know, it's, and like, that's
3: actually very true because Larry Bird went to Indiana, could have played for Indiana, but left because he didn't like the big campus.
2: Hmm.
3: Did, didn't like the big campus or didn't like Bob Knight? Maybe a little mm. bit from mm. college. Yeah, a Indiana. yeah. Indiana's not
2: exactly like an intimidating like type of campus that like, <laughs> makes people run home. Well, if you're to, from
3: French Lick.
1: The hick from French Lick. <laughs> All right, that will do it. Uh, RJ's done a great job of, of ending the show with your tagline, but since you're here, we're going to let you end it properly.
2: Hey, when you're betting this March Madness, let's be careful out there.